forever. Dog. Okay, so I think we got it. I think we got it. We we have to address the fact that a terrible thing has happened this past. Yeah, I think, I, think days. I think we should warn people first about what this episode because I feel like this episode is dealing with some heavy, right? You know, just in case people don't remember this film, yeah, uh, it does deal with people who have been raped, sexually assaulted, and so there is a trigger warning for that. We are gonna, I mean, we're not, I don't, I don't know how much in detail we're gonna talk about, it, but I think just, it's, it's the, the topic of the movie. It is a topic. It is a topic in the movie, so. Yeah. Uh, and I think we will be talking about some of, uh, I mean, Kavanaugh and. But we're not a political podcast. We're just no, we're just, no. But that's just. I mean, he's in the zeitgeist of the world right, right now. So, ja- ja- Jasmine, just so you know, this is not a political podcast. No, no, no. We don't talk about politics for real. Oh, I was here just to talk about Kavanaugh. Okay. <laughs> How are you? Fe- wow. I mean, because you work on a late night show. I do. And I feel like you have to consume news. Mm-hmm. So you've been consuming, Pretty heavily. consuming this, I'm assuming. Yeah, it definitely interferes with my ability to do my job in that like I, when the Kavanaugh hearings first started, we I was just sitting at my desk all day and all I could think about was that. So even when other things were coming up, I was a little bit enraged right. mm. all day. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. Cause I know that Friday afterwards, it was just, I was in LA and it was just dark. It just felt... Like physically, the sun wasn't out for one of the first times I've been there, mm-hmm. and people just weren't talking to people. I truly never got over the hearing itself. It mm-hmm. was, um, it was really gross, and, <laughs> and that's just me speaking as a man. Like it's, it was like to see uh, a bunch of like angry old white men just like screaming, and like that is their defense. Kavanaugh was Kavanaugh's testimony itself was like uh, but like Lindsey graham just like screaming at everyone i just <laughs> i was like yeah. i was like so angry i was like really this is it this oh is yeah who we left in charge yeah, yeah. okay yeah. it was funny as i was waiting today there was a, a perfect meme i think that is and it capsule like the last month and it had um serena williams mm-hmm. and it was like um too angry having a meltdown so it had like her pointing right, at right. her pointing at um, the official and then they had Kavanaugh and it was like defending one's honor and it's like and that just tells yeah. you mm-hmm. how we see two different right I mean the mere fact it's not okay for a sports athlete to be angry in the heat of the moment mind you like in but the it, moment it's okay for a person who's going to sit on the highest court in the land who's supposed to have prudence and wisdom and <laughs> control over like their emotions their emotions to give out rational judgments. But the plus side is we get really good memes out of this. So <laughs> I mean, you got to look at the memes. Really good memes. This is the time to be memeing. <laughs> but also it's like the memes that are funny, but also like, oh. No, they hurt so they bad. Hurt so, oh, God. <laughs> oh, I can't actually with the memes right now. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was just, uh, there was one wide shot. There was one meme. And this one, this is the one that I had to like, shut down Instagram for a little bit. It was it was Kavanaugh, and then it just panned out so you could see um, everyone else in the center. It was just like, the shot just for some reason just had all white men, right? Mm-hmm. It had like six white dudes and then him. And I'm like, oh man, I've seen one episode of Handmaid's Tale, right? Mm-hmm. One episode. <laughs> Which they one? Ca- like the one where they kind of like show, was it like they show- Was it the pilot? 
Yeah, no, why was no, the pilot? It wasn't the pilot because someone else was like watching it, and I was like, "Oh, well, what is this?" I don't oh, think you okay. can come in in the middle of yeah, Handmaid's Tale. Well, this that's is the thing. Not the one. After watching that one episode, I was like, "I don't think I can handle it." Period. It oh was, no, it's I, it's traumatizing yeah. every time, yeah. but it's so good. I also saw like the the finale of I think oh my the second season, and that's the only oh, thing I've what? seen. Oh my <laughs> I was like, god, this is I can't. My heart. <laughs> wow. But I the, watched the pilot. And then I was like, oh, "This is gonna be hard to watch." But then, but I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "Oh man, this looks like one of the shots from like their um, newfound whatever the hell mm-hmm. people who took over." Because like, it's oh. all the same shit over and over again. Like *Handmaid's Tale* is scary because it's too close to reality, right? In the same That's way exactly that *Get right. Out* was, and and all yeah. that stuff, and even Anita and and Dr. Ford yeah. now, like oh, there's yeah. just direct it's, par- like it's exactly what's happening all over again. Yeah, or like, and now trapped. even a white woman can't that, can't yo, do it. Is that bad? My mind went That's to scary. if this white woman cannot get. Lily, my mind goes, they're gonna believe a white. But she got it. A white woman is, can make it. You know, I mean, she was very believable. She is an educated white woman, which I think in, from like a uh, white male, uh, weird uh, using our power. We're abusing our power angle. A white woman that's educated is a bigger threat than a regular mm. white woman just walking around on the street. Right. I mean, it's also very liberal Democrat. She's a Democrat. And so they just, they kind of, it was weird because so many people were like, we believe her, but also this is a democratic conspiracy to swear a good man's <laughs> name. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> you can't say both of those things. Yeah. Like this time. doesn't make sense. Uh, oh, well, man. anything against them is a conspiracy. Facts. I mean, also we just live with, Yeah. I, I, I'm this not is glad, not a political podcast. No, no, no. no, no. We haven't mentioned about the news. movies at once, but this, <laughs> no, no, no. But we, <laughs> we talked about Hammer's <laughs> right, Tale. That's, right, that's right. entertainment. That's entertainment. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Honestly, no, I don't. We gotta say it. This is a very political podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is beyond political. I mean, I, think, uh, I mean, the movie. I saw Venom. I don't know. <laughs> I did too. I did too. Look at Riz. That you know, Riz is in it. it. Like he was in it. Had nothing to do with his race. So yeah. you know. <laughs> Did you uh, see Venom? I didn't see Venom. Did you just yeah. say I saw Venom? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Your attempt of making this non-political is you saw Venom. You know what? Great job. I mean, job. I just was th- I was I was picturing Kavanaugh's face, and then I thought well, Venom, and then and then I saw that movie. There that was that sense. movie about Anita Hill that um, Carrie Washington yeah. was in, right? Yeah. Confirmation. So that's, yeah, what? Yes, confirmation. Wasn't that just last year? It was recent. Yeah, it was either last year or two years ago. Man, this yeah. this shit is wild. Like I, man, this thing that black man. It's too dark. Much is, too, it's this, really dark. It's yeah, like, man. It's dark. It's Gothica. You know. It's Gothica. Speaking of Gothica. Oh, nice transition, Jasmine. I didn't even. Okay, did y'all just tag team <laughs> one of these? Cor- that was oh, a really nice. Sorry. Did you see how she I'm, did that? Because I, mean, I was saying that it's seething. dark. It's I'm Gothica. You know. And why then Jasmine say, picked up on the fact that the why, movie that we're doing. Why did you say Gothica? Like that's a that's a that's not. No, a, like I mean, you know, like Gothic, gothic, gothic yeah. is dark, gothic and Gothica's dark, and that's dark for girls. Yeah, it's dark for yeah. There you go. So you just gonna help him with this? Okay. I mean, right. I I didn't even she's she saw it, not me. I don't. <laughs> all right. Uh, James, all right. Be happy you missed that in person. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's time for I think it's time for Joe to start the show. <laughs> Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. What more can I say?
Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Believe women. Uh, that, yeah, that's okay. it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That makes that's real. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Gerard Milligan. And my name is James the Third. Whoa, wait, whoa. wait what, are you bad about wait, something? What, what was that? Was the third capitalized? Yeah, like, like what's going yes. on? All, all of the, <laughs> all of the letters that you could possibly think of. Three I's in a row, all caps. T H I R D, all caps. Okay, all right, so, all right. So, uh, so we're on a new network, and yep. and uh, James wants and James to be heard. Says James wants to be heard now. <laughs> He's no longer mumbling. Uh, yeah, wow. this is not a political pa- podcast, but this is about a message today. Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. All okay, right. James. All right. New James. All right. New James. New well, James in the house. Uh, uh, for our loyal fans, uh, you might be saying, whoa, wait, what just what just happened? Because you didn't listen to the end of our last podcast. No one listens to the end. And, and I understand that. I understand. <laughs> it's like, it's over. You're like, I don't need to hear them ramble about what their Twitter handles are. <laughs> but... What you missed was mm-hmm. we're on a new network now. That is true. We are a part of the Forever Dog Network. Oh snap! I'm been sipping tea out of a coffee mug. No, it's, that's for wait. But sorry, I'm also deeply concerned. People that. don't know well, my you Twitter know. handle. <laughs> wait, no, I'm, I don't care. I'm drinking out of their coffee. I'm deeply mug. concerned. People don't. <laughs> they don't know where to follow me on Twitter. They don't know to go to James Third Comedy. James, we we get to Third that. is three RD. Okay, we're not we're not talking about Twitters right we're now. Talking James. about Forever Dog. Y'all just said they don't listen to the end of the podcast. <laughs> this is important. <laughs> I need some followers. <laughs> These numbers need to go up. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm tired of being overlooked. Shut up. What's your Twitter handle? Okay, all right. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Don't Good encourage God. him, please. <laughs> yes. We're at a new spot. Mm-hmm. Hanging out. Um, uh, There's one thing I want to say. Is this their cups for real? Um, Las Costa Ristas? No, no. I was... No, no. but I think it's cool. Can you take a picture of me in the, with this cup before you leave? Just so they know I was in? <laughs> I just want to make sure Bowen knows. You're marking your territory? Yeah, like, this is, this is, this is <laughs> the seat. here now. This is the seat we share. All right. <laughs> we have a duel going on with Bowen of yeah, all people. I know. Because yeah. I love Bowen so much. It's like. Friend of the show. I know. I love Bowen so much. It's like, hey, we share this seat Okay. Now. You know got I mean? it. It was a, it's a friendly thing. Yeah, not yeah like we a share it. It doesn't thing. really no, feel no, like that. No, no, brown. We ain't got to compete. We just, right. you know, we browning down. You know what I mean? Does that sound weird? I don't know, man. <laughs> brown and down? Yeah, like when you brown, you <laughs> Say down. Say whatever you want. That's, that's, can I never be a loose slogan? You know what I'm saying? If you brown, you down? Sure thing. <laughs> Why you just look away? Uh, this uh, should go on a but, t-shirt. Uh, if you're brown, you're down. Thank you! Uh, it, we're 10 minutes in, and there are people who have no idea what this podcast is about. <laughs> it's about <laughs> movies. It's not a yeah, political not, podcast. It really isn't. Uh, it's we, not about yeah. Bowen. It's not... Um, uh, this is a, a film review podcast. Damn we, right. Okay. Yep. We review films <laughs> of leading black actors. Hell yeah. Uh huh. We talk about them in the context of race. We talking about what color your skin on your body is. It, well, and diversity in Hollywood. We talking about how many people with different <laughs> color skins are in Hollywood. This in feels rooms. like Kim Peel anger <laughs> anger translator sketch. John doesn't true. want to be aggressive, so I try to help. John's him out. trying yeah. to calmly host a podcast. <laughs> um and. Uh, we have a special episode today because we have a special guest in, in the studio. Wait, John. The first guest of our for, uh, oh, Forever Dog Forever Life. Dog, our Forever Dog Network Life. Oh, shit. So you need, you know what? You're not just going to get drums today. Oh. Okay. You're All not right. just going to get drums. Hey, James. He used to do these weak there? drums for. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> these weren't weak drums, baby. Okay. okay these weren't weak drums. We're about to change it up real quick. All right, quick, but now okay? we're changing it up. Hey, okay. James, it's going to be slap, bro. I'm going to need a little, I'm going to okay, need on, on three, I'm going to ask for a little scat, a little scat from you, okay? A little scat. A little scat. scat, yeah, a little scat, and, I, and I'm and I'm gonna do a little something over here, okay? <laughs> okay, all right. 
right. just a little scat. Just, just a little. Just a now, little. not a not a consistent beat. Just a some any kind of random. Come, come on, come I on, got baby. you. Come on, baby, give me a little scat. You know what I'm saying? Let's test it real quick. I got you. All right, let's test it on three. All right, three, two, one. Scooby the deep bop the deep dude. Perfect, 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 perfect. This is this is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Joe, we're leaving that test in. <laughs> yeah, we're leaving the test in because people need to know how oh, it started. Perfect. People need to know how it started. All right, all right, James, for the intro. All right, all right, three, two, one. Sweep it deep, deep, do 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 did you feel that's a combo with all three of us, all right. man? Yeah, there, that was great. Yeah, Thank you guys. Great. That was beautiful. Soon it's gonna be like, soon an honor. Be like you know what I mean? I feel it. Joe loves it. <laughs> we need to talk about how long your hands were in the sky during that it whole was, it was, because you gotta build. Yeah, they were up for so there. long. You gotta build up the anticipation and the energy in your body to get really the come in. You know? Yeah. Could you yeah. hear the difference? No, in I voice? heard it. Come in. <laughs> Yeah. And for those who don't know, Jasmine is uh, currently a writer on uh, Tonight's Show with Jimmy Fallon. That's oh, true. yeah. Or as a person who we recently uh, interacted with, said the, the di- what did they say? The Today Show. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That what guy happened? was amazing. It's like, I, I work for this late night show. He's like, all right, well, maybe next time I'll see you on the Today Show. <laughs> Honestly, that's hilarious. And I was just going to let it pass. But John was like, it's the Tonight Show. <laughs> Honestly, well, I wasn't. The thing is, I was like, I was like, oh, he, yeah, he said that. He said Today Show, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then maybe next time you'll visit her at her yeah. job, the Tonight Show. <laughs> and then he literally was like, what? I was like, she, and it's funny because he came no, to was, us. Ju- okay, never mind. He was trying to talk at us. Yes. We were not trying to talk to anybody. No. I think that was clear from yeah. our body language. Where was this? Yeah. And he was press. He, he was like, oh, I work for. A, I, I write for a television show. And he's like, oh, which one? <laughs> yeah, it's just a late night show. Which one? All right, it's uh, Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon. He was like, oh! I was like, what is happening? What is that? That was, that was funny, man. Sounds amazing. It was amazing. You made uh, a good friend. So, <laughs> uh, but today we are reviewing the film Gothica, starring Halle Berry. Halle Berry! Uh, also- Halle Berry. Remember she had a song, a hip-hop song? That was the best. Halle Berry! Halle Berry! Okay. And she used to dance to it yeah, on the Park. Yeah. I love Halle Berry. Uh, Wait, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just talk about how hot Halle Berry is real quick for like 10 she minutes. She is very beautiful. Oh, can we? Well, this is my thing about Halle Berry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we reviewed Boomerang on mm-hmm. this podcast before. And like Halle Berry has always been a beautiful person. But when you watch Boomerang, she is not the hot woman in the movie. Yeah. Like, right. So much so that she's the friend who is supposed to be, I guess, just cute that gets overlooked. Yeah, and it's like, how can you? Right, she you has the, cast her as that. She <laughs> has the ability to do what I like the Hollywood um, best friend look, where they cast a very beautiful woman as the best friend to like the lead, like the, the like Stacy Dash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then you're like, but then and then you're, you're supposed to go. She's actually beautiful too, and it's like, yeah, of course she is. She's <laughs> yeah. she's also a supermodel. Like she's also extremely gorgeous. You just you just like took down her makeup and like made her hair frizzy or something i feel like yeah. hallie made conscious choices to not always be just like the hot stunner yes. and everything yeah. even right. in this movie her hair is a mess most of the movie because right. mm-hmm. she's in jail yeah like she's still gorgeous obviously yeah. but she's as much of a mess as you can make hallie berry yes she and she's done that throughout her career so it's a little interesting here for instance her and brad pitt people who are known to look a certain way will go out of their way to look unattractive like mm-hmm. baps she had the hair the the mm-hmm. then she was in what was the movie when she played the crackhead? Was that Jungle Fever? It was her and Sam Jackson. 
is like oh, okay yeah like so i she, never saw jungle so, and i remember she went and she talks about how she how she didn't bathe for a long time mm-hmm. like while she was making a movie so she goes out of her way to like wasn't right. she also a crackhead and losing isaiah or oh yes i think she was like, wasn't that what that was wow. about yeah i think but then she got clean and tried to come back and get the kid but she did play she gotta get the, isaiah back the mm-hmm. the hot secretary in the flintstones movie which is <laughs> why was that sick why was she so hot in that movie and they kept having her like walk away in slow motion and like this is a children's movie right. <laughs> She was like, yeah, but that's also very cartoony for movie. like someone to walk in with hips and then have the music underscoring them. That's yeah. like very. That's like that's Archer season one with right. Lana. Uh, I was just like, this is a, I yeah. watched it recently. Like, oh, my God. And it's close up for her walking yeah. out. <laughs> Goodness. So um, <clears throat> this movie uh, came out in 2003. It's so funny because I remember when this movie came out, I saw it in theaters, but I feel like people considered it. I don't know. I can't remember the exact negative negativity around it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a bomb, but it made it, money. No, it? no, it made definitely made money. That's the thing is like I think, yeah, critics panned it, so it has like fourteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Interesting, fourteen percent, which is pretty low. It's That's not even just like it missed like a fifty or so, or yeah. whatever. It's like people are like, I hate this. Which awesome. what which, are, what reasons yeah. are they giving? I, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, we're going to talk shit. about it because I just. Well, and also the movie came out 15 years ago. So I'm thinking, who's reviewing movies? What's the for context sure. for of how we're reviewing Definitely movies at right. that time? Um, so the movie may, the movie cost $40 million to make, um, which, no, I guess that makes sense. There's some, there are, there's some graphics. Some, yeah, true. You know what I mean? That's still I'm a lot. Sure, though, that is still that a, is lot. a lot. She definitely got paid. She had to have gotten paid a she, lot. She had to at least get right? to Right? Um, it grossed. Uh, 59 million domestically and then 81 world uh, 81 foreign so a combined total of 141 Wait, worldwide. Wait so what you're saying is is a woman of color led a movie that wasn't a superhero movie and it made 81 million dollars yeah, internationally? In, it made more internationally yeah and it made 141 worldwide John, which is you're reading the facts wrong because what Hollywood has told us is that people of color don't sell movies internationally. Especially women of color. Right. You're, you're reading it wrong. Yeah you're lying. No I'm not I'm, uh, I'm reading it right. John no John John, if that was true, then they would have let women of color lead movies a long time ago, John. Huh. It would be that. such a big deal that Black Panther came out and it had people of color starring in it. Like, oh, will this do well? So you're wrong because you're right. telling me in 2003 that a black woman starred in a movie that is a horror thriller and it made 81 million dollars internationally. I don't believe you. I think you're wrong. So right. So uh, I think the reason critics didn't like this movie is because they said that it didn't make sense. Um, there were, they didn't like the logic gaps within it, which, which for me, I'm like, what was happening that you were focusing so much on the logic of the movie? I mean, of to be fair, happening? I have I have a few logic gap issues. Yeah, However, there are some questions. My logic gap issues are small ones, mm-hmm. uh, like moments in the movie where I'm like, "Well, that isn't what would have happened in that second. Right. But I think that people probably had issues with the overall logic, which I I would fight. I have ways to fight that. Right. And then they 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 didn't like uh, the script. They didn't like lines like, uh, "Logic is, uh, what is it? What did she say?" Un- I don't know. Logic is overrated. Overrated. There you go. <laughs> Logic is overrated. I think this movie didn't latch on. We're not a political podcast. Well, so I'm, right. I'm going to just say before we get to internet, uh, okay. initial thoughts. The reason I think this movie, my theory is, is that this movie, to me, can be summed down to one simple thing, which is something I think we're we're dealing with uh, in America right now. It's like, do we believe women? Mm-hmm. And yep. like, it starts off, the very first scene starts off with, 
Halle Berry not believing some hype. Immediate, like immediately the first thing uh, is Penelope, Penelope, Penelope Cruz. Cruz. Sorry, Penelope Cruz. Uh, and it's like, yo, that's how we start. And then mm-hmm. the rest of the movie is her trying to explain herself and no man listens. And Lily, if you look at it, the white well, cop doesn't, doesn't listen. she doesn't listen to Penelope either it, exactly. most of the movie. So it's like no one's, li- like, no one's listening to the women that are saying some and shit And even women on. are taught not to listen to women. That's like standard. I mean, the first thing she says about, uh, about Penelope Cruz's character is she's exaggerating her rape story again. Mm-hmm. Which means how many times has she been telling you this story? It's been the same story every time. Or like, I think it, that it, she said it happened three times this month. It's like, well, she... In detail, but that's the thing. Mad. But that's but to me, that's the yes. that's why the movie probably didn't latch on because again, if you think that's not real, we can right. just look at what's happening today. But we right. just don't. Yeah, listen. it would be so interesting if this movie was released today. What? Uh, well, what people would say. You know, this movie actually reminds me a lot, and this might be a little bit of a spoiler. Are we doing mm-hmm. spoilers yet? Where are we at? We're not. Well, we're not. Why don't yet. we say initial thoughts first? Yeah, Let's talk okay. about what how we felt about the movie. Yeah, why, and why don't you? Start? Oh, I have to go first. I, I mean, no, you don't you have, have to, have but to, if you, but you, but you can to. if you'd like. Wow, thank you for letting a woman choose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I definitely had issues with like some of the corniness mm-hmm. and some of the logic gaps, but overall, the theme of it and the way it played out, I loved it. I loved Hallie's performance. Um, I think that there, there's definitely a lot of good things that are being said in the movie. I also didn't know what to expect because I was like younger when this movie came out. Right. I remember a friend watching it and I always thought it was a vampire movie. Mm. Yep. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember why, but that's mm. what I thought it was. So I never watched it because I don't like vampire movies. Fair, fair. Um, but I watched it twice this weekend mm-hmm. and um, I think it's especially relevant now. I can see why it wouldn't get as much buzz back then especially when that was at a time even more so that we especially weren't listening to women and so i could see how this would not ring true to some people and for them to just dismiss it and be like oh well that was a stupid ending i didn't like that that's not like what i relate to at all or anything like that i yeah i think it'd be really interesting if it came out now right yeah same here james what about you yeah similarly like i saw this in the theater um in 2003 and i remember being like okay that movie was fine and you know watching it now i felt completely differently and i and i wonder if it is just uh the climate now versus you know me my junior year of high school or whatever um or senior year i guess uh it i i what do i want to say about it right now that's just going to be initial thoughty and not spoilery um uh, I feel like Halle Berry does a, a great job uh, in this movie. I love Charles S. Dutton. It's sad that he's only in it for a second. Um, uh, it it I do think that it definitely has some logic gaps, particularly towards the end for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's like what they just aren't going to explain this at all. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll talk about it when we really get there. Um, but I but as far as like the 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 overall message and rendering of this movie it's like really powerful and uh if it came out right now i feel like it would blow everyone's minds um so like yeah i mean uh that that's my very non-spoilery uh, uh initial thoughts cool i'll go um i saw this movie as well in in theaters and i don't remember liking it or maybe I just don't remember what I, I honestly don't remember what I thought about it, but I don't think I was jazzed coming out of it. I think I thought probably uh, it's fine. 
Um, but this time watching it, it's funny hearing you guys talk about the logic gaps. I threw logic out the window the moment the movie started. <laughs> like not e- like not even in a bad way. It's just like, all right, this doesn't make sense. Because again, I saw Venom this weekend and I'm like, oh, this movie is about a dude who gets possessed I by mean, Venom, an alien. It doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make any sense. But I watched even it. Even story-wise, doesn't make any sense. No. So I'm watching this movie and I'm like, oh, yeah, there were things that were happening. But at one point, once the, the, the I guess, the thriller part starts, I stop thinking about anything else besides like what the hell is happening with Holly Berry. Um, <laughs> uh, so that stuff didn't bother me. It was just something that's very, it was tough to watch um, uh, because, and again, the person I was watching it with is very, is very big into women's rights and stuff. So as things are happening in the movie, even things I didn't notice, she's calling out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for instance, for me, I'm watching this as a thriller, but I can tell she's watching it as a horror movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is wild. And like, it was, it's probably the most uncomfortable viewing experience I've ever had at a movie. And it was at my house. And I'm like, just because I'm hearing, oh, this reminds me of this real thing that happened. And not just Kavanaugh, which is very crazy. It's like, oh, this reminds me of when this happened. This reminds me of this and all this historical stuff that's happened in, in our society, like here in America and overseas. And like, God damn, and we're still doing this shit. And then this is before we even had the announcement that, you know, he was pushed through to even be voted upon. And I'm like, God damn, we, I don't know. It was just a very tough movie to watch, realizing that this is something that still affects people nowadays. Um, and then even the fact of her not believing Penelope Cruz at the beginning, it's like, oh man, this woman still doesn't believe this other woman. And it's like, who the hell? Like, I, like, I know there's always these things of like, um, right now I saw articles about how white women are upset with white women <laughs> uh, for Kevin. I'm like, yeah, man, what? Where is the line of like who do we believe if women aren't believing women and then men aren't believing women and then we have these movies where no one watches the movies about no one believing women? It's like we're just in this weird like circle jerk of like I don't know how things will get better and this movie just fucked up two days. Right. Two days. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'm at. It's crazy. So yeah, I mean, in the context of today, I gotta say, I know this movie has flaws, but I think it's freaking fantastic. Because there are so many things you can infer from how the, the plot plays out that I feel are so true and so relevant. Uh, first off, black woman saves the day. Of course. Yeah. The yeah. moral of the story is, is that, that women are always right. Women are always right and a black woman has to save the day. Well, did, that's what everyone kept saying after, uh, what's, the, what's the pedophile who was running for um, office and black women had to step in yeah. and like... Yeah, the overwhelming their vote. Yeah, yeah. so it, to it was like there were so many things about that. At the at the same time, we had the you know the woman also didn't believe the other woman at first. Um, you know this idea that like logic rule. It, it's so funny to me that the fact that the main complaint against this movie is that there are logic gaps. Um, for, and like somebody even like I just read a review that said, "Oh, Halle Berry is saved by a Deus Ex Machina," and I'm like, but what are you talking about? Because the goat, like there's a ghost in the whole movie. The that movie never, the movie. <laughs> the movie never says that there aren't ghosts. Like the ghost, it's not how it starts. It's like, that's what the realm of the film is. So if you're not buying into that, like what movie did you think you were watching? I, I don't understand that. And, and yeah, of course there are little things you could pick apart here or there, but that's honestly true of every movie. I always say like when people start looking at different logic things, it means like the movie wasn't resonating for them for some reason. And that's why they're like concentrating on certain things that honestly, if you crit, if you like 
looked critically at every single movie, you could always be like, well, that doesn't make sense. And that doesn't make sense. I think that part of that problem might be that it it really did waver back and forth between being a psychological thriller and being a straight up like horror, like classic kind of horror movie with ghosts and and all these extra things going on. Like, I think it did kind of like blend and hit. Yeah, it did. I understand that because I like wasn't sure. I was like, oh, well, this seems like a psychological thing. And then but now there's ghosts. So it's like but then once you get to the end, that resolves all of that, I think. So, well, I'm interested to know, like, so, for instance, a movie like Get Out and then this is a spoiler alert for Get Out. So if you haven't seen it, just if you haven't seen it, shame on you. Shame on you. That means you don't want to see it. But like, you know, Get Out is is pretty realistic up until the end where like their whole plan is that they're like transferring their bodies and their brains into like somebody else's bodies like that scientifically doesn't make any sense but we all just buy it because that's what the movie says is happening yeah you know what i mean and so there are certain things where i'm just like i'm like it's i don't know i liked i liked the combo of the the thriller where it was like real life stuff where you can almost be like i wonder if this stuff is even happening Mm -hmm. because I, I saw this I definitely saw this movie when I was young and I remember liking it but I don't really re- I didn't really remember it that much I I was just like I remember liking it I remember Robert Downey Jr. being good I remember I Halle Berry being good it, it wouldn't land if you don't have the context like that's right. not an issue that mm-hmm. this is not at all an issue that people were talking about exactly very much at that time and that's what I think is like if people don't since nobody was relating to this idea that and these are real problems right people who are uh, like mentally ill in like these kind of hospitals, they get abused all the time. Like statistics show, mm-hmm. like they're 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 at high risk of getting abused because they're like whenever you have people who are just kind of cast off by society, they have literally no power, and it's so easy for people to take advantage of them, and it's so easy for people to be like, oh, they're making this stuff up, or I don't, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. already you already have a society in which it's so hard for people to believe women, how much more so for people who are considered mentally unfit. Also, right? their lives don't yeah. matter to us anymore. Once exactly. the, once you're behind bars or or in a cell, you're you're a, a creature, you're a pet, yeah. you're being kept mm-hmm. in a place and you're not a person anymore. Right. So even if you do kind of believe some of the stuff that's going on, you're not gonna, like people at, in, as a whole are, right. don't worry don't about care. it. Right. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, we don't have time to deal with that right now. We have to get our meds to all the yeah. other patients. Yeah. I saw like... Yeah, and I yeah. remember... Oh, sorry. I know this is the still your thoughts, Bray. But, uh, but I even remember like as a kid feeling like, oh, oh, that's it? It's just Charles S. Dutton and John Carroll Lynch? It's like, no, that's the sheriff of the town and the guy that runs the the, right. the place where these people are trying to get help it's like it's a big deal it, you know and that those are the men making hu- the decisions deal. for everyone in the right. town yeah. and who gets to be yeah. a person and who doesn't and the bigger idea and and i guess it's fair to say the movie doesn't really explore this that much but it is in the movie which is all of the people under or over like all of the people surrounding, they also do not believe these women. So they are also part of the problem. Whether or not they're doing it or not, they're contributing to the problem right. by not being by not being helpful, by even, not believing them. Even at the end, that that one other white the older white dude, I forget what yeah. he did, but um he comes in. The first thing he says to Hallie after everything's happened is like wow, I can't believe your husband did that. I thought I knew him. Exactly. Not, I'm sorry. Yeah. Not like, wow, are you okay? Nothing. Just like, oh, wow, I'm shocked that I was wrong about right. a man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so interesting because what they, what 
uh, Charles Dutton would rock, if you will, um, calls himself when you do see him on screen as a god. Mm-hmm. Even even when she watches the tape, he does that close up to the camera and he's like, I can do what I want because I'm a right. god. And he was standing power. right behind her all creepy. Yeah. I hated that. Like, it, as soon time. as that happened, I was like, all right. Because before that, oh, I was like, sure. why is this ugly motherfucker with Halle Berry? Yo, I thought that's, the same thing. Why? Like, I, I've never, I don't need that. I, that's right. what I was upset about. I was like, there better be a justification for this at the end. And also, <laughs> they don't tell you that they're husband and wife until, like, after that kind of first interaction with them, which yeah. already feels like creepy and like and not right you're just like so uncomfortable you're like wait why like yeah. he's her boss like he shouldn't be dating her and then you're like oh they're married and then you're like it still not like better. feels weird like yeah. that's like there's something about that that power dynamic that feels weird um and yeah exactly there's so much talk about power in this movie both directly and indirectly i mean there there were just a lot of things that i liked about it. and then to me it's like adding the supernatural element to it just kind of highlights things and then there's like a fantastical element to it but there is a version of this movie and maybe people would have liked this better where you could have showed that there actually was no supernatural element and it was just like my personal analysis of it is that there was no supernatural element right i've thought about it a Mm. lot um i think overall i think that what I the logic that I brought to it which is could be completely wrong I haven't read Mm -hmm. anything about it so I don't know what um, the creators of the actual movie say about it right but the way I was thinking about it is okay let's say she drove off the road that night and she before the accident she's driving and let's say she found something out piece of evidence at some point somehow she found something out that starts it starts changing the the, how things can work in your mind because you can't you, it's not easy to go from I love this person to accept the reality that he's keeping women captive and raping them and murdering them. If she figures it out somehow, your mind, and this happens with like a lot of people uh, when mental health issues co- arise, it's often from trauma that's being um, reorganized in your brain so that you can comprehend it. Yep. And so I feel like all ev- everything that we saw was a hallucination except except even the arm thing yeah. you know mm-hmm. they were even talking about she did the arm thing they don't show her doing it but there were enough witnesses that that probably is what happened she's throwing herself against the wall when they're watching her on the camera right. all of those physical things are easily things she does to herself while she's in some kind of mental state mm. and then everything else is a hallucination Right, which exactly. Is, which is your brain trying to give you, her brain trying to give her hints, yeah. subconsciously trying to warn her, this is what happened, and it, it's showing her the faces of the people, and, and it's not putting all the information together because she still can't get it. But right. if, I mean, that's totally, I think that's a possibility of... I do too. I, I think, and there's a part of me that wonders if the studio messed a little bit with the script, mm-hmm. or if the director messed with... I, there's a part of me that's like, I feel like there may have been another story here that was that was rewritten and put on top of because the ending feels like it's doubling down on the supernatural element of it. Yeah. Even yeah. though, again, it doesn't have to be. But yeah, anyway, so... I like what, they wanted a sequel. That's what it felt yeah. like. I was wondering that too. I felt like... And the thing is, I was thinking about if it, if it made $141 million, how come they didn't get a sequel? Well, it sequels got, weren't as much a thing then. That's right? true. They definitely they, it weren't. It wasn't as like much everything that makes a movie has to have a sequel. That's they true. Set it it up. could. I mean, they, they did. Legit I mean, set it might up. as well bring it back now. Honestly, <laughs> um, true. Hey, let's write it. Okay, so <laughs> let's get into it. Yeah, man. This movie starts off with what is so fascinating because you have seen this exact shot in Suicide Squad. Like this is how, like one of the scenes, one of the earlier scenes, in Girl interrupted started with just like. 
a doctor and a patient almost in a it's supposed to be I feel like it's one of those things where it's very tricky because this mental institution looks like a prison and I mm-hmm. couldn't get over the fact that this looks like a high end because it is, it is yeah <laughs> you know what I mean it is yeah. it is because it is it is, it a, is prison. a prison like it's so wild but is that how it normally is I feel like is that a thing do they usually like have people behind bars like that I think yeah. so Wow. I think they have There's some people that that get to go to places that are hot more hospital like, but I do right. think there is an option for really severe cases or whatever, like potentially violent people and stuff. I don't know how it works, but there definitely is. I don't know how it works exactly either. I will say this for the people who are inside, whether or not there are actual bars or not, doesn't take away from the feeling that they feel like they're in a prison. I think it helps us as like people who aren't a part of that <laughs> to like visually see like something that's like, very prison like and and I do think if they had somebody who like for instance she they think she cut herself in the shower they wouldn't put her in a room with a bunch of wood and stuff where she can like break like they would put her in a padded room mm-hmm. so she couldn't hurt herself that said I do think like some of these places that have people who who pled insanity they still like treat them like prisoners because they are i mean because it just felt like because i when i was in high school i used to work in a in a senior citizen home right and it and it, and it would bridge the gap at certain points you would go uh oh it feels very homey here very right. welcoming right but if you went to like certain parts uh, uh the retirement home it would feel like this just just white gray yeah. like cold it would feel cold yeah. So right. you would go from this warm feeling to cold. And this entire movie, and I understand this is a horror, has this cold feeling. But even Definitely. even seeing Holly Berry at the beginning of this movie talk to this patient, and she doesn't, as a person, goes to a therapist. My therapist doesn't write, like, usually as I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. So to have this this therapist who's talking to this woman who is literally just jotting down, like, right. sh- like that already gives people an anxiety. You know, the action yeah. of, what, what do you... You write? It sounds like you're not listening. It's yeah. like you're not listening to me. You're just right. You're yeah. observing me. Well, it was me. very cold. The whole part after that, they're they're taking Penelope away, screaming and kicking. And Hallie's walking down the hallway. She doesn't look back. She doesn't feel anything on her mm-hmm. face. She does this whole sequence. She mm-hmm. walks away from it, right. and it's it's like chilling even from the very beginning. Right. It's like oh, they're really there's a huge disconnect emotionally because yeah. it talks about it. And this, the thing is like, it's and I know tough. we get into you know how we treat women, but it's something how we treat people who are considered. Mentally disabled. I mean, right? look, just, we all live in New York. We know exactly what that's like to yeah. see somebody who is clearly mentally unstable start screaming or yelling or whatever, and you just kind of turn off. You just are like, or well, turn on your headphones. Yeah, yeah, turn on your headphones, and you yeah. and whatever you do, you're trying to emotionally disconnect from this person because you're you feel helpless, you know, or you're just you can't be bothered. You're like, I have to deal with my own stuff. I have to protect myself. Yeah, but the reality not... is our our society doesn't do anything to help these people. So this part this part of the movie made me mad though because right. you know you know that feeling of when you are saying goodbye to somebody, but then you both start walking in the same direction and you're like, oh now we gotta walk in the same direction. <laughs> goodbye, right? This was happening to her, but it was like well, the whole time she's yelling like expletives at her and like cursing at her and stuff. It's like they could have they could have figured something else out. She could have gone in a different direction. They, they gonna let to her go that. first and held back a minute. Also Yeah. Yeah. And I guess oh damn, this maybe it's a logical thing. Oh God. All right. Well there's one logical thing that threw me off in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if um, Penelope Cruz is as dangerous as everyone's making her out to be. There's no way she should be able to get up and have access to her hands like that. Without someone right there. Like, like you see the guards rush by, but they're so far away. They would have been like, at the door. Like if she were inside. Holly got a pencil. She could just snatch this pen. Like, they do this a lot in the movie where they 
they have the the, the the psychiatrist like alone in the room with the patient and the orderlies are either outside of the locked door or like down the hall and i was like and I, yeah it feels like a uh just a kind of cinematic thing they did yeah. to to add tension yeah it's very interesting especially because like our our friend ray works uh in a place maybe like uh, hopefully not this intense but he tells stories about how uh they're always there mm-hmm. because people will go yeah. from joking and being very happy to just snapping yeah. on someone else or even him randomly right and so just to see that little thing of oh we we just got Halle Berry in this in this cage Literally, she's in a, just in this cage yeah, in with a this woman. Cage, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, and even even I guess when I think about even Holly's performance in the scene, which I guess is on purpose, is just the coldness, but also the 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 way she underestimates the what do you call him? It's not a, it's not your client. It's your your patient. 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 It's like you're not listening to her for real. You don't feel any fear from her, but you're also not at any point taking in almost anything she's really saying. Right. And I to be fair, issue... she's talking about a demon, exactly. And Satan, right? That's she's like talking say. about like Satan, like like Satan came to me, and like I I don't know. That's if she's... another justification yeah. for my theory that there was no supernatural element for right. real; that it was hallucinations. Because it's the same for Penelope, where we now know for sure there was someone raping her. I think we've established and accepted that her dad was also raping her, um, and now there's someone in. The, and she keeps saying she. Th- there were three times. It's not like she's just randomly saying it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like she was, but that's also Penelope's brain, you know, deciding that she can't believe that you can't believe that your father would do something that to you right. like mm-hmm. that, especially when you're a child. And some people do start interpreting that as, oh, the devil has possessed him. Right. And then, that, then it's the same thing. She's 100%. saying the devil's coming mm-hmm. in this man. I mean, he's got a tattoo of a woman burning on his chest. So I would say he's probably pretty bad to begin with. But in her mind, it's just the devil coming again into right. another man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever her, her explanation is. But and, I think that's the logic for and, her. And the next thing they talk about this with with her with Halle Berry's husband what's his rock that's his name I mean no. Charles S. Dutton his name <laughs> Charles on, S. Dutton he his name on, in the movie is Dr. Douglas Gray he was in a that's very a Doug, yeah. famous sitcom one of the only black sitcoms that happened to be on TV in what 1993 like it was on Fox it was a very good was, show and he was rock R-O-C yeah it was a very yeah. good show I would never I would, I would never Charles forget the Dunn. name but rock. he he's you know he talks about how well the mind does what it can to protect itself. So mm-hmm. whether it's suppressing a traumatic experience or recreating it to be something fantastical, like Jasmine was just saying, you know, I, I agree. I, I do like that. that. That's the thing that when I was rewatching it again, after these first two scenes, I was like, I know I remembered immediately that, that the, the husband was like the bad guy mm-hmm. and that the cop was a bad, I was like, Oh, right. They were like, they were like kidnapping and like raping See, girls. I forgot. I remembered it immediately, but then I was like, then I was like, wait, and and then I then I rewrote the movie in my head, and I was like, and I think the supernatural element is fake, and we find out that she like just found out about this stuff, and they don't. But we have that scene with her, and then we have a, a scene right after where she goes back and she's like on her computer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I thought that would that could have been a co- like maybe when she was on her computer that night, she like was doing some research or had, or maybe like it was something that she was already pursuing and she like nailed down a couple of key points of information mm-hmm. and then like just flipped in her mind, like I'm gonna kill this dude. Mm-hmm. You know? I also, I thought the, the, when she gets, there's the sinkhole in the road, she can't go the way she wants right. and the cop, the bad 
cop mm-hmm. is the one that's there to tell her where to go. Right. And he says, you know, that little bridge that we usually fish off of. Right. And that's where she found the girl. I feel like there's something that connected to her herself. on the bridge. That's where she, yeah, that's where mm. the girl killed herself. They're fishing for women. That's been, that's made clear mm. later. But like just the way that he says that he directs her there. And I really do feel like it was, yeah, it was like these little things that like keep popping up and you don't notice them at first. And then all of a sudden something came to her exactly. when she was at the bridge, like a memory or something. Like yeah. I, I do wish they had explored further that part of it. Right. That is the that is that a is slightly better version of this. Not slightly better. It would have been I mean, a better I still, version. I but still like the spiritual. It's there. It's all it. there. Yeah, That's why I'm like, there. maybe it was in the script and somebody just rewrote it and like, no, no, no we gotta I, keep I this totally supernatural stuff. I totally can see that. This yeah, is so cool. yeah. They yeah, definitely probably. added that girl in more or some shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, oh, it has to be. There has to be like jump moments. It has to be actually right. scary. Yeah, because like, this shit is scary. Because. The one thing that's really, I'm jumping ahead, but the one thing that I thought for the most part of this movie was cool was that she would be terrorized by this ghost, but every time it would lead to something else, right? It would Mm -hmm. like lead to this thing or lead to that thing. But the one moment I didn't fully understand, oh wait, no, no, it did. It led her her to really... uh, breaking out actually yeah everything that the ghost did like the locked door my friend was like the, the locked door but like her getting thrown around in the room led yeah. to the guy coming in and that's mm-hmm. how she got that's how she escaped i also have a justification for the locked door because that's the only thing i think that, Wait, which that, one the, was ghost, that? the locked door the door she says if you're really the ghost right. of rachel unlock the door and it goes click right and it's uh, unlocked i still I mean, that's I, just, i'm stretching now that's jesus opening that door. No. i think that she, <laughs> i think that at some point someone put her in there and either on purpose or an accident left the door open her brain registered that but didn't like think about it and then it came to her as a hallucination mm. tell me the door is locked she hears a click and now the door is open well, maybe maybe know for, the we didn't watch the door actually unlock like we don't no. know when it was unlocked but maybe right. the yeah. theory the, 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 the piggyback off your theory she gets help from one literally the entire movie she doesn't get help from Robert Downey for real. She gets help from that one guy. Wait a minute. Wait the a minute. The one guy who's at the controls. Remember the she one does. white dude when she he sneaks in? He helps her at the beginning? Yeah, the one yeah. No, no, like dude, later. He helps yeah, her yeah, escape. Yeah. And I'm like, that's he's my, That's my worst logic. Jump. I got it. I got it. What? I got it. Because they did explain it in the movie. They were like, oh, like, or Robert Downey Jr. explains it. He was like, the reason the door unlocked was because the power keeps going out from time to time. Right? Yes. And they keep talking about in the movie how the power keeps right. going oh, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? What if... It's not the power just going out because of some whatever electrical thing. It's the cop unlocking the, all of the doors so that he can go in. Because after that oh, scene, oh my God. she fans and, and oh. he, yes. Oh my God, John. Yes, that's because she does go immediately and she's getting raped right yeah, during that yeah. part. Oh my God. So he's but unlocking then, the door. Yeah, like, uh, Wait, but why does the cop? Oh, I'm confused. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm actually confused. The why, why does the, the cop rape. let her go out? No, he no, didn't no, no. mean to. Oh, let so that the cop can go in and yeah. It's because the cop can go in. So like he, he's unlocking the doors in the hole. Because doesn't it? Um, I mean, I guess. It, w- it would unlock everything. Theoretically it would unlock. Uh, right. Theoretically so speaking, that he can go everything. in and. That's what they say in and, the movie. Uh, they're like, they're, they explained it away because Robert Downey Jr. is like, the reason that you were able to get out is because uh, we're having problems with those electrical locks, which yeah. is why we're going to move you. You know, but they were moving her away right. from the girl so she wouldn't notice stuff's happening. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Away from Chloe. Yeah, that's so wild. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy. It's all there. Damn, so why did... Because my thing it's is, all you, didn't there. Need, you didn't need... It was cool. Girl, Here's the thing. It was cool Here's the thing. It was cool and it made this. Th- it made it more interesting because one, it, it's, it's supposed to throw you off from understanding that there are... I don't know when... 
was this the first time you saw the movie? Yes. Did you figure everything out like right away? Or I mean, you had a suspicion no. that the husband was bad. I knew the husband was bad as soon as he said he was God. I was kind of waiting for that. But I wasn't sure what was going on. And also, I think, yeah, like the going back and forth with the supernatural elements threw me because I was like trying to figure that out. Right. And, and figure like, out. And I kind of assumed that they were real. But by the end of the movie is when I decided when they were. when you found out that she killed her husband, because like, we find that I out. knew that was coming. We as find soon that out. She's real, in jail. Like, as soon Super as she's quick. in jail. Yeah. He's like and he's like talking to her. I mean, what a great scene between her and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I mean, that's what a great really scene. Good scene. <laughs> and, and the thing is, and, but the thing I think that's very key is that you you can kind of like, remember that he has happened, a crush on about at this point though. You can kind of like when yeah. the person's reaction, you're like, yeah, oh, he's dude, learning immediately. This dude likes her. Yeah. And then he's like, okay. And then what else? What happened? And then she was like, there's a girl. And he's like, stop talking about the girl. What happened with well, your husband? Yeah, during that part, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking at that time I was like, well, Robert Downey Jr. has got something to do with it. I thought because so too. I thought so too. He, he want, you know, right. he wanted her, obviously he's the psychiatrist all of a sudden. Mm-hmm, he's the mm-hmm. one that's going to tell her what her reality right. is. And I was just like waiting on that. That's what I thought right. for a lot of and it. They I thought they scene, had something to do. They had that scene where she's looking out out the window and she like looks up and he's like, oh, and he like closes the sh- curtain. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely they definitely because fed you that little breadcrumb. Also, mm-hmm. it was it was interesting because you know when she wakes up in the cell or in the room or whatever, uh, she still remembers every single thing of her training, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what he's testing. Like the moment he comes in, he's like, you know what's gonna happen next, mm-hmm. and then she gives like an explanation. He's like, all right, right. cool. She gives another explanation. Right. So you can tell. And at this she point, remembered every moment everything. of what happened to her that mm-hmm. day. So she's got some sort of clarity mm-hmm. up until that moment. Mm-hmm. So something happened, something changed then. But I like, saw a girl, and then yeah, and and I think yeah. So for me, the supernatural element like added this mystery to it. You had no idea what was happening. You're like, did she? Was she really possessed, or was she? You know. And then if she wasn't, like, why did she kill him? Because we find out that they weren't cheating. We find mm-hmm. out that he wasn't cheating, or or well, have you, well he, he, he tells her they weren't. Cheating. He tells her they weren't cheating, and then like, and so we don't we don't really know why she would kill him, and so we're like, maybe it was just like a crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Demon I also still didn't kill- know that it wasn't a vampire movie yet, for sure. Right? Oh, because that's right. Because they only did flashes at this point. You didn't see the action. The other yeah. thing that I lo- and I love that. I honestly love the direction of this movie. I thought the, I thought it was very cool. I thought the editing and directing were great. There's also CGI a lot moments. of little like, Easter eggs they yeah. threw in throughout that they yeah. the, like oh man like and the so, lights right the yes. light the light in her room is the same as the light above his bed but his the, their mm-hmm. bedroom when she opens the door at the end mm-hmm. oh it's God. the same like rectangle box light mm-hmm. except at the at the prison it's blue and at home it's red above Whoa. his bed and it's like you've been sleeping with the devil this whole time mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. and there was and i love the imagery of uh, i forgot who is explaining it but was it maybe it was the husband when he like throws the water on the glass? Mm-hmm. Yes, and then Which he's is like, fucked up. A warped, that a was warped, creepy. A warped. You're looking at I mean, a the man was creepy. Yourself. I mean, I the man was the man was evil. But he. But, oh no, he tells her to throw the water on the glass, and she just does it. And I was and like, oh, it. she's controlled by him because he was like explaining. Yeah. He was like, look, and like you see, like you see your reflection, but it's distorted. You know, that's what's happening with Penelope Cruz. Basically, yeah. he was telling her everything. Well, everything. Was, he was basically mm-hmm. saying like. He was basically he telling was her, like, her the whole time. So, but but it but she just read it as the rape that happened a yeah. long time ago and she was saying like he it's not that she's not seeing the truth it's just that the truth has been distorted it's like 
when you look at a glass and then they had that in the movie like they kept coming back where like especially in that shower scene where she was looking at everyone and it was like everyone was looking at her and they became you know what I mean everyone had a little bit something different with their reality and she was like freaking out and and wound up cutting herself and part of me was thinking like I feel like she as a doctor was being triggered in that moment and realizing how how pervasive this thing was because it because even though the movie was about these two guys, the reality was it was happening for, I'm sure, so many of the w- women that were in this mm-hmm. prison that mm-hmm. were in, like, had that all these... she was treating. That and she he was had, treating. And he had full control over. So he, she, she talks to the women, gets their story, goes back to him. He tells her what to think, and that's how she's treating them. So he's mm-hmm. got this perfect system in place right. where he's not only not going to get caught, but he can also just tell everyone what they're thinking and right. what their reality is. And that's... And for wow. me, it was like what else? And even outside of the the freaking messed up thing that was happening within the uh, like psychiatric ward, it was what happened to these women outside where nobody was believing them, and they got to a point where they snapped or they maybe harm, harmed somebody or whatever, and now they're here. You know, I don't know. It was there was so well, much of that that was like, and then like she was like she's like in the prison with these women. Mm-hmm. It was it's like, but it's also you're in the prison with them, and you still feel like I'm not one of y'all. Because at one point, when, Penel- when she right, first, at first she feels, she first, I, don't I mean, that when is so relevant in, she's right like, now. She looks right. at Penelope Cruz and she goes, "Like, I mean, they legit have a conversation. Stay away from me. Don't come near me. Yeah. I'm not scared of you. Like, I'm not scared of this. I am yeah, not. You should you. be. I'm not. Literally, she mm-hmm. like that's a statement of, I'm not like y'all. I'm different. I shouldn't be here. This is an accident. That's exactly right. You know what I mean? That's the sunken place. And well, and that so much goes back to like, I mean, first of all, it's it's so telling that these two men are drawn to positions of power. And then on top of it, that that Doug wants to have this beautiful, intelligent woman on his arm showing off. Look what mm-hmm. you know, like this is a this is a stature thing. You know, this is where I am in society. Mm-hmm. I get to have this beautiful, smart woman. But really what he wants is uh, submissive w- women, children, really to mm-hmm. dominate and to attack and feel like he's God. So it really like that really plays off of those kind of power dynamics with men, especially men in power, especially men that abuse their power. That's what they like to do is to show that they're this one thing, but then be doing other things behind the scenes. What I thought was interesting about about the fact that she's um, here and in this penitentiary that she worked at, like th- when when we see that she's there at first, I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, should she be should she be here? Like, she I thought about that used too. to in treat with these her patients? patients that she's now with, right? Well, they, yeah, and, and, then and they said it, they were going to move her. It felt, right, but it felt but it felt most did. weird to me when she goes up to. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Phil Parsons. No, yeah, and he's like, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is the best doctor I, I have on my staff, and I'm like, whoa, she should really be somewhere else. But then I was thinking, like, wait, you know, the, she is not comfortable in a place where she f- was most comfortable. You know, like she would she would go there, and that was like her that was her home. Like she is she's being taken advantage of. You know, and she's not even safe in a place that she considered her own home. You know, and it's and the, her husband probably got a place that there. Are, it, it, wait, what was? It's, it's like a hundred. It's like to piggyback off what you said. It's something very interesting of going to the people who you know and work with, and now they're treating you immediately like. 
they don't know you. Right. Like, right. With that woman, the, the, woman, the, the orderly. The, oh immediately, my God. immediately treats her like, you don't, you have she, never worked with me before. She mm-hmm. literally says, she was like, why are you doing this to me? And she says, just doing my job, sweetie. Mm-hmm. And pulls out a needle. And then, and tells her to take the pills. Like, woman say what's so weird about Good this Good girl. Too. Mm-hmm. You it's, see how immediately she went from being that woman's boss to being submissive? Because other people yeah. decided. I mean, you know, there was a lot of stuff, but basically. But, but, right. But, it's like she never really had power to begin. That's yeah. the kind of thing but, where, that, I mean, I mean right? right? We, 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 don't, we don't talk about politics on this podcast. <laughs> I know we've said it a few times on this episode. But when I see this orderly, I just keep thinking about, I feel like, you know, as a man, I feel like I, I've heard from a lot of uh, uh, my female friends who had a lot of hope in one senator, right? It was like, when this Kavanaugh vote comes down, Women, like, women were, like, she mm-hmm. got us, right? It was like, she got her back. I'm not going to say her name right now because I feel like, I don't know how I feel about her. I, she got us. Mm-hmm. She did that speech saying, I'm going to vote. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, so basically, you were one of, you were technically one of the masses. You were one of the women, one of the people who 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 saw something that was that was unjustly done. You even heard the speech, and you you say you heard the speech, uh, the testimony of this doctor who had this very traumatic thing that happened, mm-hmm. and as female, you related to it. When I watch this movie and I see this 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 orderly who has worked with this woman, we only see two women who work at this place the entire time. Right. It's literally Holly Berry and it's this woman, right? Mm-hmm. And we see an interaction with this woman before Holly goes, before people believe she goes right. insane, and immediately once. The power shifts a little bit. Oh, there's one other woman who? too. There was a younger woman that we saw very briefly who like came and told her that they were like the the, the dose of the medication that they were giving, and she was like, "That's, That's too, too high." Much. Yeah, uh, like change that. But you're, but yeah, but, but, but it, those were but, the two people in power. But it's something to say like once this dynamic, once the power dynamic switched, yeah. this woman instantly became part of the problem, if you will. And I keep thinking about this hearing, and I keep thinking about everything that happened after the hearing. Like all oh, the press about it, when the president talked about it, when I saw the fucking, I wear the Wall Street Journal fucking uh, bullshit that he wrote, and I'm like, the man, op-ed, yeah, it's like, yo, once this power slightly switched, you did exactly what this orderly did. You just fell in line. Mm-hmm. And my thing at that point, right? And, and again, like it, it, well, it could be to your own that, device. That but. that to me, that is like this whole. So basically, institutions are <laughs> and like kind of like. Uh, whatever societal structures they're very powerful and that's what they do is that they their power overwhelms the individual and we live in a in a society that values individualism um, but it does so by pretending that the other power structures don't exist Uh, so people think it's just them making their decisions on their own when in reality you know, we all are kind of confined to how we were raised, the society around us, the government around, like, you know what I mean? Like we, it's very hard to break out of that, to distance yourself from, you're always going to be in it to some extent. And so for these, for the women in the movie, Halle Berry being one of them, she was stuck in this thing. It literally took a supernatural act for her to break out of it. Right. And for me, that's like, that is such a great metaphor of, it takes it takes something really really strong for you to be like woke mm-hmm. <laughs> to, for lack of a better term like it takes something like pretty radical for you to wake up and, and even after being woke it's still not easy to act on it and it's, it's still process. not easy for you to have to be the only one that changes things right even dr ford going and doing what she did was like that's got to be the hardest thing she'll make one of the hardest things she's ever gone through yeah. mm-hmm. um and 
and she has to you have to take on so much when you're that person and to take be the brave one that can actually do that takes so much work and then on top of it the system still beats you in the end yeah so it's like yeah it's very difficult to be the one person that has to step forward and it doesn't always work so then we're ruining someone's life exactly and and so and for me that's what i'm thinking about when whenever people you know because the thing is they'll point to they'll point to the other the people who are backing them up right they'll point to the women who are backing up kavanaugh Mm -hmm. or they'll point to even black people who are like 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 you know ben carson in the administration or clarence thomas right and it's like yeah (laughs) but (laughs) they are a victim of the same thing that we're railing against you're trying to say that their individual their kind of individual thought is allowing them to see clearly and divorce themselves from their ident- this identity, but no, they're just I- they're just aligning themselves with another identity that they were brought up in. That yeah, is their individual <laughs> thought has been formed by the environment they've always been in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it- which I love because because of course at the if you really take a step back, if we're not following Halle Berry's story in this movie, it seems insane. It's like she clearly killed her husband. Mm-hmm. She's talking about uh, she saw a woman who is dead. For, I mean, it's funny that none of them think to say they're like, well, she's been dead for four years, so you didn't see her. And it's well, like, they didn't, they didn't well, know then, yet. How did you they didn't know yet? They didn't know who it was she yet. Just like, she just like, said she saw a girl. Right. But even when she's even like she saw the picture and she's like, who's this? Who's this? This is the woman I saw. And then, you know, her her uh, um, father was like, well, no, that's my daughter. She's been dead for four years. They didn't follow that up with. Well, how did she know that? Like, oh, I mean, they, Why they would rationalize saw, it, right? Yeah, well, yeah, because everything that she's, nothing that she says makes sense now. It right. doesn't matter. You don't yeah. have to listen to her anymore. And that's the thing is you can rationalize now, anything. Well, well and also from, yeah. the, from the perspective of someone, if you're treating someone, you actually genuinely think that they're, they're having a mental breakdown. Even if, if she, she knew this guy ahead of time, she could have seen that picture and now just be connecting it in yeah. her head right. and deciding that that's what it was. So I do understand from that point of view, not immediately being like, oh, well, she must be right now. But it is it's just, again, showing like how easy it is for one or two people, but really just one in power to decide that you're crazy because you found out some shit about them, put you in a place where you're crazy and now no one believes you ever again. Right. And yeah. that's and that's exactly yeah. right. That's in a world where you can't talk about if someone came to you and said, hey, I saw an alien yesterday or I saw a ghost, you're instantly going to go, what the fuck? Like that's that's just <laughs> society crazy. has told right. you that someone says that to you that person now has an issue right for they sure they can give you details yeah Robert Downey Jr. says like I don't believe in ghosts like he's straight up like yeah. when she first says that she saw a ghost she's like I don't believe in right ghosts. but and they then don't she follow says, through the to be like in me. to be like what might you have seen what what, right. what hallucination yeah. is that like they really don't do the work of analyzing what that what's going on totally at the same time and yeah. here's the thing I'm as somebody who's who. <laughs> you know, is a theist, like I believe in God. Yeah. It's funny that people will immediately write you off for believing in something like a ghost or, or you know, wh- whatever, like an alien or whatever. But if somebody's talking about God, like people don't immediately write them off. You know what no. I mean? You're not like, well, that person's crazy. A so. lot of people don't, yeah. Well, I mean, some people do, <laughs> yeah, but if you said, But, but yeah. if you said God came to me, that's different, right? Like if you that said, yeah. If you said God if you was said making God out with me last night, I'm like, yeah. oh, well, me. If you, yeah, if you said if God, you said appeared God to me. friended me, they'd make a TV show about it. Facts, facts. Okay, yeah. Check it out on CBS. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, somebody can say something like, "Well, I believe this is the this is where God wants me." 
You know what I mean? And that's not written off as no, crazy. But, right. but, but if someone said, right. like, but that's hey, man. only because of how we were taught to say how you say these kinds of even, things. Even yeah. if someone said God came to me and told me to do this, if it wasn't a bad thing, people would be like, all right, sure. Right. If yeah. God came to you and told yeah, you that, they, oh, there's an old lady on the street that needs help with her groceries and you went and helped her, that, no see, one would be like, oh, right. you're crazy. They'd be like, yes. that's, that's, that's so great. Nice. Oh, oh, man. And even of if they didn't God believe did you, yeah, they would just be like, oh, well, that's cool. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be anything. Have you guys seen um, a girl, the girl on the train? I no. This is, this is I'm yes, gonna get no. into the spoiler I was talking about before. No, go ahead, so this go is ahead. this is a spoiler for the girl on the train. That's do you, what do Emily, you hear it? Emily Blunt's in that. Blunt. It came after. Are you? Were you girl. planning on watching it? Um, I I know everything about it. Okay, because okay. I wanted. To. I'm closing my ears. Okay, right. okay, I'm close your ears, ears for a second. It, yes, um, but yes, absolutely. Okay, so that movie <laughs> is is very much parallel. Like this is all yep. I could think about because it's one of my favorite movies about emotional abuse and about physical abuse and all of it. Is the it's the whole time she's being told that she's a drunk asshole. She's mm-hmm. a stalker. She's stalking her ex. She's doing all this shit. There's all these other women involved. There starts being sketchy shit. They're blaming her for everything. The whole thing. They're all calling her crazy. She doesn't get arrested but the cops are after her the whole time and then at the end you find out that it's her husband um was like getting her blackout drunk telling her all the shit that she did wrong that actually he was doing half of it or it was just completely made up and then abusing her and then telling her that she was punching mirrors and shit when it was really him and doing all this stuff and she comes out of it all of a sudden realizing that it wasn't her this whole time and all this time she's been thinking she was a horrible person she's been like lusting after the husband and 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 praying for this life that she used to have and it all gets taken away from her and she thinks it's her fault and in the end it's that he was abusing her like in this real deep and horrible way. Right. And he's also abusing the other women that are around him. There, there was like three women involved. And it's it's very much like this where it's that's like the gaslighting thing. Right. I feel yes, like I, it's just, gaslighting. I just heard about, I just learned about it's, this. It's gaslighting. And then here's there's an layer added onto that is that they take a, a nugget of truth. And then mm-hmm. and then make you focus on that thing, even though there's a much bigger picture. It's they like, reframe reality, which is like, exactly yeah, what she had a, is about. She had a drinking problem, but she wasn't doing the things that he she was. You know what I mean? Like uh. he was abusing her, and then he would say, "And she had a drinking problem because she was being exactly. abused." She had a like, drinking problem because she yes. was like trying to medicate, uh. self medicate. And it's the same thing with these people who are crazy. It's like. It's like they do become mentally unstable, but it's because they're being like something is happening to them. It doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't something to start it. It doesn't yeah. mean that they just suddenly went crazy. Right. Basically. Yes. And that but that's how we because we have such I mean, this this film has, a, you know, as much to do with mental illness as it does with all the other things we're mm-hmm. talking about. And we haven't talked about that too much, but like we the way that we treat mental illness in in this country and it, it's getting better, I think. But it's still mm. like this idea of like oh, well, you have a problem with your brain and therefore we kind of write you off, take some pills. If you don't take the pills, that's on you and then we don't have to, we don't want to deal with you. We basically dismiss anybody that's not like in tune with what we've all agreed upon is Mm -hmm. the right and true reality. Right. And that's hard because we're all interpreting reality differently, first of all. And second of all, the people that have established the rules of what's right and what's good were, or whatever people are in charge, which are straight white men, historically and so like we're being told and so like even when when it's about women or black people or people uh lgbtq or anybody that's different from what they're being told like you're told you're wrong and you're crazy and it takes a long time and it's been a recent upheaval that a lot of us have been able to come together and be like no we're not right it's so and it's to me it's so interesting that you can have you have people who are who are i mean to use the word crazy it's pejorative but like yeah they 
you have people who are like Alex Jones, right? And like Rush Limbaugh and you have the, and and I mean, Glenn Beck, I guess changed maybe a little bit, but you know, yeah, Sean Hannity, he's an angel, you know yeah. what I mean? You have yeah. those people on the right who promote conspiracy theories. They have all this stuff. Now you have Trump who literally echoes that from his platform on Twitter and in press interviews and stuff like that. He says literally like things that are demonstrably untrue. Like they're, they're just equivocally false. And yet, nobody talks to him about him being crazy, right? But if you have somebody, an African-American, talking about, like, the systemic injustice within our judicial system, within policing or whatever, with evidence, people are like, oh, this is a conspiracy theorist. You know what I mean? And you get ran off. It's, I mean, and of course we have like this divided side where like nobody wants to believe anyone's facts anymore, but it's, I don't know, man, this, to me, this movie had all this stuff in it. I was like, this movie's freaking great. I know. I I thought it was good. One of my favorite scenes, just to jump around now a little bit, uh, is when after, after the bathroom and she gets scratched up or she cuts, did they ever explain, did she? How did they explain They said her she herself? cut herself. How? She though? probably they said cut they herself were like, with a they scalpel. Were like, it was like a scalpel. We don't know how it got in there. And then it just, we just moved on from uh, that. <laughs> oh, well, basically, so this next scene, she has the, the bandage on. And this scene, this next scene just, just made me so uncomfortable. Because for some reason, and maybe just as a black dude, I didn't see at this point, like, racing, I mean, gender. I just saw, like, white people surrounding a black woman. Mm-hmm. And no one's listening to the black woman in the room. And it, and then, and it was dad. a black dude. And, and, and that it, was her father. And, and it's something about it because at the end of the day, they put her in this room. The 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 cop has to come in and ask a couple questions, right? Which she, which she gets notified of. White dude comes in. And again, this is a person. This is a civil servant. This is the fucking cops are civil servants, okay? We pay. The, he comes in and he is so emotional. And this reminded me of the Kavanaugh because it took me a while to watch it, the, right. the, the Kavanaugh hearing. And I'm like, it took me a while. Yeah. Because again, these people who are supposed to be in charge are supposed to not show emotion that much so they can be, you know, like I won't I won't put my emotion on like, oh, if John does something, if you do something, like I'm going to be an equal party. He comes in, he's so emotionally drawn that he's forcing this woman to cry. Like he's, he's literally screaming, showing her pieces, pieces of her husband, right? And sees nothing wrong with it. So much so... That once it's done and like she gets taken out, Robert Downey says one little line, but the rest of the guys, no one, no one says shit to this dude. Mm-hmm. This dude, this dude doesn't get reprimanded in any way. He's still on the right. case. First off, the well, fact that he's she's on crazy. the case as well. She's crazy, and he's upset because he lost his friend, and right. he's a victim of the situation. So that's why it's. Okay. And then of course the cool, you know, hindsight is you realize he was trying to figure out how much she actually knew. Mm-hmm. She knew exactly why he killed right. her. Right, but this is like, and this is just a, but this is just another example of how reckless it was to even have her be like they've just been treating this whole scenario recklessly right like like the the lawyers like um i advise you not to talk to him he 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 comes in robert downey jr is like you said no shock therapy you know what i mean it's like it's like uh, that shouldn't have that scenario shouldn't have even played out like he should have never been there in front of her it's a sheriff she should have never been in that room and my whole thing is though like 
this I bet this kind of gross, uh, you know, this stuff hap- definitely happens. Well, like well, there's no way that it doesn't yeah. happen. Well, like, you watch tapes of like no way. A lot of it's interrogations, common. you see how people treat the Central Park Five. Yes, we like, know, we know that this stuff yeah, happens. Yeah, hundred percent. It's no also way like not like this movie happened and it was the first time anyone ever thought of this story. Like right. there's news stories about it. It's not we can't even make up. Like it does happen. That's, that's my own, that was my problem with like, reading some of these reviews. Some of these reviews were like logical, like, oh, they wouldn't do this, they wouldn't do that. I'm like, what do you, what what world do you think you live in where these kind of gross injustices don't happen on the regular? You don't know what you would do in this moment either. (laughs) Like, this is fucked up shit. You don't know what your, how your brain is processing when you're not one of those people. You don't know how people would handle things. And I probably wouldn't have even handled this right. I didn't even trust her throughout the movie. Like, at the beginning, I was like, I mean, maybe she did something wrong, but that is what happens. Like, that's, they really played with how public perception looks at women and especially right. women that have you know done something and who you give who you give preference to you it's the, who you give the benefit of the doubt you to. give this you give the benefit of the doubt to you know what i mean the man yeah. you know that it's going to be that and, and there's something that that happens where in this movie i think i mean i know we skipped around but mm-hmm. you know, after the scene she goes back and this is this night is the night that she gets out and she runs over to uh penelope cruises what a great uh, um Oh, okay, that no, escape scene. I was what, gonna say when she actually escapes the jail, well, like that's such well, a great well that action escape. Scene. Well, that escape scene is so cool too because at one point, and this goes back to the theory um, of like whether this was real or not. When that guy who she who we've seen once earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. and she says hello to that guy, yeah, once, she was nice to him. She was nice to him once. Mm-hmm. When that guy like hides her and then also just gives her her key, gives her his keys. I'm like, this is something to say that like. They're still not all men. Yeah, one she needed, she but it takes one, but it takes so long. I, I mean, know, he doesn't it took come, so long. He doesn't come until the fourth quarter of the movie, right. To get the one ally, the to one get ally. The one ally. She thought she had one, one in Robert Downey, and, and Robert Downey. Downey. We also don't get a justification right. for why he did that. Like it could be that he believes yeah. her. It also could very well be that maybe he, he doesn't believe her, but he hated her husband. Mm. Yeah. You know, like it could be anything. Yeah. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that he was like on her side. He just yeah, maybe true. didn't like the other side more. You never what know. I, but what I liked about his introduction was like in his introduction, the last thing she says to him is say hi to your wife for me which is a familiarity with him that like we do we do not see her interact with any of the other uh sort of tertiary characters in that way mm-hmm. like she like knows no they know each other you know yeah. It just it just sucks I, to take that long to get the one I know. one person and it's and it just felt one. To, even it felt just so one real. moment of of trusting or supporting just you once. in any single way. And yeah. He does and he does which is so interesting. I saw articles about um And he does the bare minimum too. And that's my, that's my point. He does <laughs> the bare minimum and it was these articles like that came out. He didn't do anything. About, he handed her he handed keys and didn't say anything, but he didn't, didn't say try. anything, but that's it. <laughs> but that but that goes back to like what happened with Cory Booker. Like he had these videos and shit of Cory right. Booker bringing Dr. Fort Water and they're like, "Oh, we're 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 clapping for this man and he's done the mm-hmm. bare minimum of mm-hmm. what he could have right. done. Well, that's is, what our standards are. But that's, it's so funny. But it's like, because I see, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, you did the bare minimum and there's another part of me that's like, I know, but we got to congratulate the bare minimum because uh, the other thing is I nothing. Always, I have yeah. said that a lot. Like, I've, I've, I'm obviously very outspoken about gender issues and women and all this stuff and one of the things that I do push that other people don't agree with is I do think we need to applaud men when they're doing well. Right. Like, just in general, it never happens and then when when they don't get the applause the first time they give up and i don't think that that's the right way the system should right. be but i do think if we want to make it a, an yeah. effective change positive reinforcement positive reinforcement mm. needs to happen on many levels like yeah. even like it, 
it's simple. It's dumb things. Like even having these conversations with you guys, I don't always get to have conversations with men where they're actually listening to me about <laughs> these kind of issues and right. actually want to talk about it. Like right. this is uncommon for me. Yeah. So good on you guys. <laughs> good boys. Um, but... <laughs> But really, like yeah. those types of things need to happen more often to show people that we do actually appreciate when you're taking a step. And you can also at the same time encourage like you can also do more. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can say, oh, this was uh, good real, for you real, to bring water. Quick, but <laughs> yeah, real, gonna, real quick, though, cut her off uh, with right? I feel like this cop, Man. though, the bare minimum for this cop would have been like, <laughs> hey, could y'all could y'all ask her? You know, if if she did it, like I feel like the bare minimum is her being like, I, th- I think she's good. He gave her <laughs> keys to a car and then told them to go in a completely other direction. He aided and all abetted right, in right, the right. escape <laughs> right, of a prisoner. You're right, you're this right. man okay, lost fine. his things. He, he did some his stuff. Job. I'm you're just right. saying he bare didn't get minimum. off his chair. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. He he he, he did. He, he did. James. He also he risked, put himself in harm's way. He also way. risked his life and his career and his everything yeah. because there's cameras there. That's true. They're gonna find out that he's the one that let her go. That's true. This this there were so they were cool moments in this they had some CGI moments which I was like alright whatever like her face over the girl's face at yeah the, I was like alright oh, okay, yeah, I was like that. you, that's a snapchat but that's there an Instagram some, and when the first feature. ghost came and it went on her neck it was like oh you didn't like that I was like what the fuck is I this like CGI that. neck uh, air thing it. that thing I liked it, it. <laughs> I liked it it was like she was sensing it she was sensing it Bruh. here and it was like on her Bruh, and then I it went through her I didn't need to see some close up of a computer skinned Halle Berry neck and just like I didn't need that but I did love the, you know, when she takes the car, she crashes and then has to walk much so like she did in the initial murder. And mm-hmm. we kind of just retraced the steps and the have, which I guess, mm-hmm. you know, even if this wasn't real, I did like the fact that her, the imagery of her doing it knew that she was watching it. So every time that it would do something, it would always address her beforehand or just look her dead in the eye and like, mm-hmm. and it's creepy. heinous. I mean, she picks up a goddamn axe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is some this is some rough shit. Uh, well, she's dissociated, like fully dissociated at that point. Yeah. I mean, and then it also freaked me out. I was like, why did she say I love you at the end? And then you yeah. we, we see the video and he said I love you to the camera. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, she fucking saw she must have at least seen that. She'd seen, she'd it seen the tape. I and I I was wondering, yeah, because I was also wondering why why that moment in the car right after she escapes where the brake doesn't work and the semi truck's coming. I was like, why did that have to happen? Because it didn't really affect anything else in the movie. Mm. It did make it more dramatic when she got to the sinkhole and had to turn back. It really makes you pay attention to the fact that she's now taking the same mm-hmm. path and that she forgot about the that the original path was not going. But I was thinking like, what it, you know, did, did something on the bridge trigger her to go mm-hmm. to that house? Like you, they don't tell you where the house is or how far it is, mm-hmm. but it's somewhere out there. And like, did she right. go to the house and find all this shit and then go home? Like, I, I, you know, like she could have gone and found everything and then just have blocked it all out. And by the time she got home was in a complete dissociation and then you kill him because she had to have seen that video to say, I love you like that. Probably. No, I, I really like this theory. I, I'm, I'm sticking with it too. I think that makes the most sense. Like, you know, maybe she even had a suspicion before. We just don't know because the movie didn't really show us, but it's possible she had a suspicion before. And then like, yeah, something on that bridge happened that it was like the final thing. You know, and then talking she was to like, him, I'm saying, killing. tell him to call me. 
you know the the uh, the white cop the yeah. sheriff guy she he says like tell tell doug to call me is the last thing he says to her before he turns her around right. she he mentions the bridge it's just like there's all these little bits and pieces yep. yeah. throughout that day that like if you know if she's a psychiatrist and you pick up on any kind of little inconsistency yeah your brain would start to put that together even if you're not consciously aware of it. I did her brain. I, I know. I, I, I just think there like had every, to be something else that happened too. It's something yeah. we probably didn't notice. Because there, cause I, cause I, cause at first I was like, why did why did that ghost like throw her around the room? Like I'm, that was just like, I was so random. I was like, why is this? Helped her get out. Ghost be, and then it helped her get out. And I'm like, all right, so there are, and like, why did it cut her arm? Well, it was reminding her that it's not over. Well, also, if you don't think about it as a ghost and you think of it as her subconscious, her subconscious is doing things ahead of her yeah, to try to yeah. show her it's what like, the truth is, right. but it, she can't listen to it yet. And I loved it because I love, man, the, even even watching it the second time, the not alone thing threw me off because mm-hmm. I, I also not alone just thought that meant there are more victims, mm-hmm. not that there was another yeah. girl assailant. Like, there was another, oh, perp, you know what I mean? It's true. Good. It means both. Yeah. Uh, it was both. Because <sighs> I didn't, that's, that's one thing cool. I didn't remember. Like I did not remember there. I didn't remember there was a second person until, and this is this is probably fucked up part, is that Rush Hour Two has messed <laughs> up my mind because Chris Tucker says, "Hear me out." Chris Tucker says in that movie, "Hey man, never trust the old white man." He says it, and he was like, he says it, and I'm like, man, but I don't remember this dude. So once she gets arrested again after discovering the girl, and the cop comes in, I'm like, man, why this white dude being nice all of a sudden? And I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. I oh I love like, that. Oh, scene. I knew the second he walked in, the I was moment. like, "This motherfucker!" Because you know moment. it's a white guy with the tattoo. That's yep. one thing you like, unless it's a real light skinned dude. Like right, yeah. they show it through the window, it looks like a white guy. Yeah. So I was like, kind of waiting. I was still like, "Well, where's that motherfucker?" Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And you're always like, and it, it is one of those things in the movies where it's, you're like, well, "It can only be, it can only be a couple of people. It's either Robert Downey Jr., the father." But it was chief. too big to be Robert Downey Jr. because it was at her right. eye level, right? And yeah, yeah, and, and she saw the chest at her eye level. Robert Downey Jr. is like her height, so I was kind of feeling the whole way. I was like, I don't think it's him. I think and, it, right, but I didn't pick up on who it was until well, he. The second he got in the cell, I was like, oh, yeah. See, okay. See, I loved how that scene played out because mm-hmm. it was slow and methodical, and 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 you're supposed like the audience is supposed to know before she does. Yeah, they yeah. didn't give us a full surprise, yeah. which I liked. Um, but it's like there are always going to be those couple of slow people who also just nope. never yeah, figure yeah, yeah. it out until it's like it, even though he's like sad. sweating and gulping yeah. and stuff yeah and he's he like does the that. same thing but Robert the way Downey he played does it was too, so good at the very beginning oh, hey, he, yeah. he's like hey so tell me more like he literally yeah, is like how much? you can figure it out what's next you're smart describe that person yeah. how does that work I mean right. he totally led her to it which I thought he was weird he wanted her to know but I, yeah I mean they, those kind of guys like so the reason I think he led her to it was because I think the I think he was like is she gonna find out? Like, and if she's gonna find out, I don't. I the the best opportunity I have is right now. So let me just see if she. And then he's like, she's I gonna figure it out. I think he wanted her to know well. as he killed her. That's Same true too. Well, my thing. And is, he knew he was gonna kill her. He was like, he was like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm a, all I have to do is open up this door, mm-hmm. and all she has to do is run out, and then I get to kill her. But it also mm-hmm. even he's completely get to justified, a hundred percent. Penelope Cruz already said you're that. Technically, the guy says that she's you're next, next, no matter what. And so what we don't know at that point is that the prison is empty. Like that, the police station is completely empty. It's nighttime. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't know until she ran out that, oh, there's no one here. There's no one there. Yeah. You know, like this dude could do it. This dude technically could take her and put her in, if they have another house somewhere, he could take her there for God's sake. Also, he's been doing this to, you know, how many women, he knows when there's not people there. Mm -hmm. He he always knows that. So it's like, of course there's not. Of course Mm -hmm. he's waited until the right time. 
There was only he one also part. is though very much at the end of his rope, right? Because he's like he says that so many times in the scene, and then when she does, when she does get out, he shoots at everything. Like <laughs> it's like how how does he expect to explain his way out of the fact that he shot up the entire police station because I mean, she he got out? I mean, like, my thing is, I don't think he bro. was at the end of his rope. I don't think he was, man. I don't think he was at the end of his rope. I think I, this was his next conquest. Yeah, I, th- I think it was because yeah. he says, "I'm gonna have more fun with you than." Rock ever did like he says it to her. I don't think he, he said was, rock. I mean, you know, he knew the name. <laughs> like I don't think he ever was scared because to me it's like again, not political podcast. I don't think Kavanaugh was ever scared. Like I don't, I don't think, truthfully, honest, watching everything go down in real life as a black dude in America who's seen fucked up shit happen, there was no point in my life where I was like, this dude, this dude is, this dude is. I think, free. I think Kavanaugh was more scared now because there actually have been consequences to actions very publicly lately for men like in, in men in power have been yeah. feeling the consequences of their actions for the first time really in a really public way and, and there's been a lot of them lately but back right. then there wasn't like i mean i'm sure you know things were happening that we don't know or Please. that weren't publicized and stuff so but like much to bring down a, a person that think i mean think about all the it's not like this is the first it's this me too movement it's not the first time we've heard about sexual assault allegations come up on public figures or even multiple sex you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like there were still famous people we all knew about that just it just would get squashed and done well, and these guys in the movie the characters so in the much. movie are also not famous like that's another thing like these men are being taken down now because there's a huge platform and people will pay attention to the stories mm-hmm, right. but there's still you know for every one man that gets taken down by the me too me too movement there's thousands more that are doing the same shit that yeah. are just on lower levels Absolutely. that are abusing other people that like we don't care about anyone in the story so we're not going to listen to and it and the takedown is is it's like the, we're getting taken down but there's maybe Harvey Weinstein's gonna go to jail, maybe. and that's it. Cosby Cosby's just got, going to oh, jail. And Cosby, Cosby and then just Cosby. Got ju- I mean, the, the guy I mean, from CBS just God, lost his if job. It, if it has to be as bad as Cosby, you know what I mean? The man was no, like, no, yeah, he has to rape fifty women and get three right. years in prison, and yeah. that's us being yeah. satisfied that something happened. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm. It's like it's that's what I'm saying. It's like all of these other people, you know, maybe they lose their careers, and and the reality is they'll probably not fully lose their careers like Lucy, Lucy K is already trying either. to come back and 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 the thing is they'll they won't be they as famous as they money. were but they'll have the, yeah. they have their money and they'll have their fans they yeah. we we live in a world where it they don't need to be super famous to get the things that they you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you have he can niche. just sell his album to the people who are going to buy it and that's it which is what he did anyway that's what i'm saying he he's been anyway. doing he's that. been doing it anyway mm-hmm. it's just so tricky cuz like even when this guy comes in to me there, yeah, like I, I just don't think there was any type of fear in him. I think he, he I think this dude almost had fun with the fact that he could now let her know who he is. Yeah, so, and if you watch enough Law and Order, that is like how that's, the thing. that's how they like it. They like getting caught, but they also like uh, getting close to getting caught and then winning again. It's yeah, just right. a, it's a gambling thing. And so for me, it was so satisfying that he's haunted by, you know, this uh, the this one girl's g- ghost. I mean, whether it was real or not, he's haunted by it, right? Mm-hmm. And that distraction, you know, he hurts himself, but then Hallie does get the final kill. And to me, there was like, there was this camaraderie between women supporting each other and taking down this guy and how another type of movie would have written Robert Downey Jr. coming in and saving the day, and he mm-hmm. doesn't. Yep. 
He's and at the I door. I really love that. He he came and even, at the door, even but it the was like cops, even the cops that come to get Hallie in in the end when she's in the house, they didn't save the day either no. because no. they that cop would just happen to be there and happen to see the thing behind. He didn't discover it or anything. Right. That girl came out on her own because Hallie had gone there to discover everything on her own. Exactly. Like none of they just happened to be there and they had guns and stuff and were I'm sure helpful. Is it, is but I think in two thousand three, that's even though two thousand three should have been a time where of course this was already happening. It still feels like pretty like so far. Yeah, you know what I mean? honestly that scene was probably one of the most scariest scenes in the movie because I'm like this is a black woman What she had a knife at, she had a huge knife in her hand at that point uh-huh. and she's telling the cop to put the gun yo, down I know I was like yo, oh girl the bravery I, yo I, I man I was like oh don't I, I, get, I hadn't down. seen it in a long time and I was like yo does Holly get shot in this movie? I thought I put your knife down. Put the gun down. It's like <laughs> you know. Girl, you first. <laughs> yo, I was like, you can't tell cops to put a gun down. I was terrified. I was like, yo, Holly about to get shot. <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, I, I legit sure. thought she's about to get shot. She, in yeah. she, let's be real. She, she was about she, to in get real shot. life. She would have gotten shot. The yeah. only reason she didn't is because of the she would have got shot end. without. The she thing is so gotten, crazy. She would have gotten shot without the knife in real life. She would have got shot. Yeah, that's how crazy people have. Yeah, I mean without. These grandmas. I've heard about black grandmas and people busting in their mm-hmm. house. Let, okay. We're well, it just that. happened recently in New okay. York with that that uh, person who was mentally unstable and they had a knife in their hand. But or, luckily, or they this had a is, pipe in their hand or something. This they is got not killed. a political podcast. No, no, we not. don't talk about politics so. and stuff. Anyway, we talk about movies. Um, <laughs> now, of course, at the, the end end is just like a year later and like she's <laughs> this like. This feel good moment. Also, I feel good that moment. Penelope Cruz wearing was, all white. Yeah, no, yeah that, was, that was a lot. Crazy. I, I, I was do, like, how did they both get out of prison? <laughs> I felt two things <laughs> about that movie. She did still kill him. Yeah, Penelope Cruz is like, where did that come from? Like, she definitely still did kill like her dad or whatever yeah, and like Halle Berry killed her husband yeah, like, that doesn't change the yeah, that's that doesn't the thing change that's the my only issue thing but, that, but right but and I that mean felt like you a know, studio ending to whatever me. it goes to court I think that the ending was corny but I do also like that they took the moment as the last thing in the movie to show women coming together and being like I'm yes. sorry I didn't believe you yes. that is something that like happens in yes. real life a lot and for me in particular like I've experienced that a lot where right. like um, I've been date. I've dated dudes that have dated other women, and and he's you know the guys tell told me that she was X Y and Z, and I believed him, mm-hmm. and then come to find out like he's been abusing me this whole time. I've been in that situation, emotional abuse, mm-hmm. but like, and then you that moment when you come and you're with that woman. And you guys realize together, like there's really nothing more powerful mm-hmm. than women realizing that they can trust each other right. and that they should have been the whole time. It was like, beautiful. I think that that, mo- that moment's amazing. And then they have the creepy kid in the street and it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. Like everybody's getting raped. She can't save everybody. <laughs> I know it. Like, like, it was what I love about what she says, she says to her, she says, you taught me how to listen. And I yes. think that that's great too, because like, it's like, yeah. you know, to everybody, it's like, you may not want to listen because of what it means about the world. Oh shit. Ghosts are real. Monsters are real. Yes. But if Monsters you just listen, you'll real. know that this world is fucked up. Yeah. I'm, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of the things, you know what? Can I, can I talk to Please. You know what? Let's. I'm gonna I'm talk. I know last week I t- spoke to myself, but can I talk to the to, to the fellas for a second? Oh yeah, talk to the men. Um, and, and I say this, and I, and, I, and I want and I want this to be really understood. I say this as a man who who has been a partier, who who has drank, who has like been in the streets in my youth. You like beer? <laughs> Actually, I don't like beer. Don't like beer. I love beer. <laughs> I don't do. like beer. I feel bad now. But I do think we we have this thing right now where uh, at least, and I think about it when I talk to my white friends as a man no one expects you to be perfect but i do think we have to get to a point now of just listening right a thing of hey there's certain things that 
maybe you've said or maybe I've said that people are like, hey, you know what? In 2018, this could be considered, you know, something that like attributes to rape culture. This could be a thing that like offends women. And you may not think it's wrong, but it's not your place to defend it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like if this woman is coming to you saying, hey, I don't like when you say this or do this. Just listen. The thing is, I think we we, li- we live in this world where like no one wants to be wrong. No one wants to be the bad guy. No one wants to feel like, hey, I'm, I've heard so many dudes say, I'm a good person. Yeah, fine. Be a good person. But if someone's telling you right now, hey, that seems racist or that seems sexist or that seems homophobic, that person probably falls in that line. That, that person may be homosexual. That person may be a woman. That person may be black and they're saying, hey. I'm telling you as a person who deals with this on a regular basis that this shit is fucked up and you're doing it in a small way that attributes to other people doing the same shit. Like, I, like it, it's a very difficult thing after watching how like a lot of my friends reacted last Friday to see so many women who I've known who write on shows who who are some of the strongest people in the world seem broken and seem like it, it's, it's something that hurts seeing like as a black dude growing up realizing, oh, this cop isn't going to get off. And I grew up to expect it, right? Grew up expecting, like, never never to be able to walk down the street without a hoodie. I mean, with a hoodie on and, like, being respected. I got it. But to see women or see another group of people realizing that, oh, my, my sex as a whole is giving you the same type of feeling I feel as a black man in another way. Like, you feel like right now on this grand scale that men as a whole will never give you the equal opportunity or even listen to you. As, as a black dude, I realized, oh, if it's me versus a cop, I know they ain't listening to me. You know, I just, I know, I, I know it. There's been fucking hashtags about the photo that they're going to show when you get shot by a cop, mm-hmm. which is really the one of you partying when you were fucking 15. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you have a doctor, someone who's so goddamn eloquent, like this woman is so poised, answer almost every goddamn question without fucking showing extreme emotions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This, and she's white, a blonde white woman. You know what I'm saying? If this blonde white woman, if the epitome of what people are supposed to listen to can't get through, what are we saying? As what are we saying to our daughters? To what am I saying to my goddamn nieces? My niece is black. You know what I'm saying? Some of them live in goddamn DC. They ain't rich. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, you're telling me this well-educated white woman can't do it solely because solely because a man doesn't want to just take the job he had, right? They weren't going. You know what I mean? He still had a job for life. <laughs> like the, the, he still had a fucked up. Like he was good. You know what I mean? He was good. And the thing at the end of the day is I've heard men now defend this, right? Mm-hmm. I've heard people defend it as, hey, man, you know, we party. And, like, I'm going to be real. Like, as a dude, I grew up, I learned about sex and stuff from 18-year-old dudes, right? I mean, I like, I, you know, my dad wasn't there. So I learned from other dudes who didn't say, oh, you got to be in love. It's like, yo, find the baddest, hook up with the baddest. That's what I, that's what I knew, right? And that is literally another kid teaching a kid shit that this kid probably learned from, from another kid. kid Right. Years ago, right? And because we don't want to, it's hard. Because like, well, and also there's you're also uh, learning a lot of that stuff from adults too. It's not even just that. Like, even yeah, if you true. if your dad's not there, you're still getting a lot of influence from uncles or random men or anybody, any man in your yeah. life. A lot of people, men are still saying the same thing. It is hard. Those things are really hard to balance. I think it also like the listening thing is very important. And I think this goes back to what I was saying before. Whereas, like, I I do applaud men for the little things they do. Listening to me is step one. 
I think there's step two that's like also acknowledging, which you're almost about to do, uh, acknowledging that you did some shit too. Like even if you even if you are a man that hasn't raped anybody and you haven't assaulted anybody in a major way, I was just talking to my male friend about this yesterday that he's like, it's really frustrating for him to be in a room where he's with all his male friends. They've been friends for 10, 15 years. So they've been through it and they've all watched each other grab asses. They shouldn't be grabbing and say things they shouldn't say. And they all know that they did this stuff, but they still don't acknowledge it. They'll, they'll start to get a little more woke about like, Oh yes, that thing that I just witnessed or we're being told happened to someone that wasn't right, but still not acknowledging that they have done those things in the past. And it, and as much and it's scary now because if you admit you did something wrong someone could come out of the word work and start stuff up but really if everyone starts acknowledging like oh yes i'm doing this and that's a part of the problem i've had i i was raised in a like very white and black community and i have racist thoughts come into my head still that i know are things that i'll acknowledge and i've even told people about that like they come into my head because i i know they're from my childhood but until you acknowledge that they're happening to you and make an active step to to think like, oh, this is why that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And here's all the evidence against that right. and, and fix that in your head. It's still going moving forward, not going to change as much as if we're just listening. And listening is great, though. That's a good thing. That's a great yeah. step. And all of these things are good things. They can just they can keep getting more. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, I don't know. I feel like I'm tired all the time now. I feel like when I'm watching this, well. it's just like it is such a. Not in a bad way, but it's like, yo, I know we just, like, one of the guys, one of the cops in Chicago just was sentenced. And I'm like, okay, we got, you had two cops go down, you know. Yeah, but how many have we watched, even in the recent history, not get anything? It's like, I'm supposed to be happy because of these two going down. And it's not to just take it out of, 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 of women's rights, but it's like, I'm. when do you, when are you allowed, like, just because this thing happened, it's like, I can't be, yeah, I'm happy, but like, this is just. This is just like one out of fucking a thousand. And when I think about like having like like you said, there are so many more instances of things that have happened. Well, yeah, Cosby went down, but also yeah. that's one dude compared mm-hmm. to how right. many stories. I, and, and I think for me, the acknowledgement thing is a key part of this because it's like one of the things that Kavanaugh was accused of was flashing his penis in front of somebody, which is what Louis did. Of course, he mm-hmm. did that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it's like here's the thing. He was like they even by the person's own account, like he's drunk, he flashed himself, uh the person screamed, he pulls his pants back up, he laughs and he leaves. Like you know what I mean? Like th- this is a drunken college thing that I'm sure has happened so many times. Why? Think about the time that he grew up and he grows up in the 80s. Look at the movies. We've talked about some of this stuff, the movies that we reviewed in the 80s. Sixteen candles as well. Like the '80s, yeah, '80s comedies. Honestly, Uh I will never forget this. When I saw *Revenge of the Nerds* for the first time, I was like, "There is a there is a person who base a woman who basically gets raped in that movie, and it's played off as a joke because the nerd like disguises himself as somebody else and has sex with like the dude, like the jock girlfriend." And like it's supposed to be like payback. Yeah, that happens all the time. And I'm just like, "What's that? That ghost rapes that chick in scary movie." (laughs) Yeah, right. scary movie. Yeah. Like and yeah. it's, 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 it's literally and, and in sixteen candles. Yes, they, they they he hands over like the Freddy dude hands over the the drunk girl. It's like literally articles about yeah. all these teen and, movies. And and, and and so it's like of course we have to acknowledge as a society this whole charade of like how dare you accuse me of something so heinous? It's like what are you talking about? These 
Like, the reason that these people did it, a lot of them, is, like, because they didn't think it was heinous. Acknowledge that it's heinous now, and then acknowledge that you are participating in this thing, and that's the only way we can move forward. Because the just the pure denial of it is setting us back. It's the like, denial is definitely the biggest problem, and I mm-hmm. think goes back to, like, the intersectionality issues that you were discussing. It is really hard to see people care about this from one angle and not care from the other, especially... Like, you know, there's like black men that have experienced all this shit that they go through. Don't acknowledge that women are also yep. being abused. Mm-hmm. And there's women that are being abused that don't acknowledge what LGBTQ people go through and all, and all that stuff. It just goes down. It's all the same shit. Mm-hmm. It's all that yeah. we're all under this system that's telling us that there's one right thing and that other people that are against it are in the right, regardless of how they act regardless of what they say they can do whatever they want but since the person that it's happening to is a marginalized group is within a marginalized group it doesn't matter and it's the same with mental health it's the same with everything there's always going to be here's the normal you're outside the normal you're crazy you're wrong it doesn't matter what happens to you like all of that can be applied to all of the stuff we're discussing all right uh so now it's time for james are you still there yeah i'm here Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. He gave up. He's tired. I know. He's like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you don't have anything else to say, do you, James? Oh, no, no, I don't have anything I want to add. <laughs> He's like, not on this episode. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> not on this one. It's time for the cause. Uh, we rate and review films, not based on how much we like them, but how much we feel it helped the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. So we think the film fully helped the cause. We give it a black fist. We think it's somewhat helped the cause. We give it a white palm. If we think this film didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to point out one thing that we haven't really discussed, which is that there was no discussion of race in the movie. Oh this yeah. Is true. Oh yeah. It really wasn't. There was. I don't think it was. I don't. I don't remember it being mentioned no. a single nope. time or having to do with anything at all. Yeah. Huh. And I think that that was important. Yep. Yeah. Damn. You're right. No one even talks about rock. Being like the head of the um nope. hospital. All right, huh. ready? Okay, okay. Count three. Here we go. Are you doing three, two, one, or one, two, three? You don't. You don't. You're going to do three. It really doesn't matter. Okay, you're right. You're and right. you'll hear it when I start okay, counting. You're right. You, you know, I'll just wait for it. <sighs> wow. Okay. Joe. You know, do you no, see what I deal with? All no, right. Here we go. I'm ready. I got my ass closed. I'm just gonna be excited. One. Two. So we do one, two, three. Three. All right. We got three black fists in the studio. James. What's happening Fist in over here. Fist. All right. Nice. Do you want to start with why you gave it a black? Uh, I mean, I think the reason I just brought up, yep. um, I think that it, this was an amazing movie. It was about so many things, but it wasn't about race. And the two, like the main character and w- one of the most important characters in the movie were both black. They had um, what we thought was a good uh, black relationship mm-hmm. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there was a lot of stuff it's, going the on. The relationship was good for all intents and purposes. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just yeah was. There, it wasn't their relationship, <laughs> except for that he was like lying and cheating. That's I, true. I, I yeah, he was a monster. He was that. a monster. Yeah, straight <laughs> monster. Um, but yeah, yeah, totally. I think that like just that's that simple fact on its own is mm-hmm. amazing that they made this movie that really covers a lot of really important issues, yeah. sexual issues, mental health issues, but they never once brought up that she was black. I mean, they still made her, she still had to be married to a black dude, which is like, you know, good and bad, whatever mm-hmm. for the movie. But um, I, I liked that, that uh, they, sorry, they did all this stuff going on into this movie and it was never a race issue i don't even remember anything happening in it that is uh, that i'm like if it, that was a white woman it would have been different 
Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, good point. Except for when the cops come when she's in that basement, they'd have shot Hollywood. Like, yeah, like for that, sure. that's the only thing I was like. This movie's like Hollywood made yeah. it out of that that one scene. That dude was scared and his gun was that's out. That's how you know they weren't thinking about it racially. Yeah. Facts. Facts. I give it. Yeah, I give it a a fist too. I mean, Hallie was great in it. Uh, whether or not critics liked it, I still feel like people liked it. It, it you know, she kept going for a little bit after this. Uh, I think if we had today's kind of CGI and a release date, it would have been a different I do story. Too. I do yeah, too. And, and it definitely holds up. Um, and uh, I also think, I mean, it was cool. I mean, Penelope Cruz is, I guess, Spanish, but, you know, but that's whatever. She's still like, for still whatever reason, go. America, we still consider that a person <laughs> She's of color. She's colored. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She has an accent. So we're like, that person's foreign. <laughs> yeah. Well, because uh, she's still closer to getting treated like a person of color she is. than a white yeah. woman. Yeah. Uh, or even like a Russian woman who has an accent. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and yeah. And then we had, um, yeah, her husband and then her father was black too, uh, which was cool. But yeah, I mean, and it made a lot of, I mean, it made money. Like we just said, it like, it made more money inter, uh, and foreign gross than it did domestic mm-hmm. uh which is something that they try not to do sometimes like even get out i think had a slow roll dom- uh, foreign rollout and then they were like oh i guess this movie makes money <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it's anyway but yeah that's what I'm- uh james you want to go or want me to go go ahead um i also gave it a fist because i honestly gave it a fist because like the content i thought was great but i'm actually fascinated by the reception it got from the reviews at the time. Like, going into this movie, I thought that this was a bomb. I thought this was one of the movies that made Halle Berry unbankable. But finding out that it was $141 million based on a $40 million budget, I'm like, this movie made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And this movie is not a superhero film. It's not a slasher yeah, film it's with a, a big name. Yeah, it's a thriller. Not and with a big name hero. Rated R, probably, yeah, right? Definitely mm-hmm. rated R. Because um, there's a lot of violence. And yeah. the thing is, this isn't a and Jason. Rape. Yeah. And, rape. <laughs> and, she, and she made $141 million. And the thing about it is, Robert Downey Jr. at this time was unbankable. Right. He Robert Downey Jr., like when it comes down to the history of it, they, talk, they even talk about it in that other podcast I listened to today. He was so uninsurable, he had to pay out of his own pocket the insurance to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. So you weren't watching this movie for him. You watched this movie for Halle Berry. If you remember the original posters, his name ain't on it. Right. All right. So and her like, name is above the title. Above it. So you watch this movie with this black woman. Then, that gets a fist. <laughs> and to yeah. me, it's something about the reception of people being like, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I think it's because her race isn't addressed. I think it's twofold. You have a woman talking about how she's not listened to, or in, in theory, women in the movie <laughs> not being listened to, which is yeah. already a thing men are like, what the f- we fucking listen. I mean, well, the on. irony. We, we listen, we listen. <laughs> but also, it's a movie where we have to follow a black woman throughout this whole ordeal, and it's never addressed that she's like black. I, I keep watching these movies, and sometimes you will see, like, uh, we review movies where it's like, oh, it's, it's a random, it starts with their childhood or some shit to try to get you to, like, woke them mm-hmm. and warm up to the person of color. You have to, like, follow... Even though this scene from their childhood really ain't got shit to do with anything. It's just like, oh, we see them as a kid. We get to know that they're safe. We can follow this black person. Well, you don't get that in this movie. We assume that you know who Holly Berry is, and we will just follow and track and can relate to her. But it's something about it where I'm like, there's no way you're telling me that this wasn't fucking Charlize Theron in this movie. Mm. I think it would have got better reviews. Mm. I, I think Charlize Theron would have been like, oh, my God. This this woman, this white woman is going through so why isn't no one listening to her? When I think about when I think about Gone Girl, when I think about uh uh mm-hmm. uh girl on the train, okay. it's like, mm-hmm. oh sh- shit. How could you <laughs> what, what the hell? How do you not listen to this black how do you not listen to this white girl? How many movies have we had since this with a black woman in a type of thriller where we're like, 
we're following her. Like I've seen so I mean, I've seen TV shows with white women when it happens. I've seen I mean, we just listed two movies with white women it happens to. And I think this points out something very important when it comes to Hollywood of like, you know, how do we relate to people who don't look like what society tells us is the norm? You know what I mean? They also almost start like at, not at the very beginning, but near beginning of the movie are starting with uh, the image of a crazy screaming black woman. Like that really struck mm-hmm. me when it was mm-hmm. happening. I started getting skeptical. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this going to be? Like, right. is this a black woman goes crazy and kills black husband? Black people are mm-hmm. violent kind of story. Mm-hmm. Or is it something else? And it turns out to be not about that at all. Right. And it's just something very like it's just something I, I, I think going forward as filmmakers and stuff that we always talk about not having things revolve around our race. But it's also when do we get to a point to get people to latch on to stories with us in it? that either don't over on our race or it gets you to just understand that we are just people too. And I feel like people probably couldn't relate to her because of who she was. Like mm-hmm. Monsters Ball, she was the black woman who literally had sex with the white dude. And it's like, oh, this is Oscar worthy. And that's mm-hmm. we talk about the one scene. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just, I don't know. It's yeah. just something very freaking James. Freaking no, one more. All right, freaking, this is a swordfish. <laughs> swordfish is like she's the whatever. Swordfish. Yeah. Flintstones, Swordfish, her titties always, are out. It's always, it's always with the white dudes. That's what you know. It's always with the white dudes. Jackman, John Travolta. Just saying, whatever. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, James. Sorry that it was too long. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I gave this movie a fist uh, for all the reasons everybody's talking about. Um, I find it interesting. This movie made so much money. It came out in November and not October. Like, it came out in late November. Yeah, late October. November. So it's like, weird. Weird. With, uh, they weren't even Christmas. trying Christmas. to get that crowd, um, which is which is pretty cool. Um and like, yeah, like it's crazy that people were talking so much about them not getting it. Like they, uh, the one logic gap I have is like how they're free at the end after yeah. definitely they are definitely murderers. Like that's confusing, <laughs> but that doesn't come until the end of the movie. <laughs> that doesn't come until the end of the movie, and it just sort of happens, right? But at least Penelope's um, could like be the- self defense. Yes, I think hers. Now, is if they're believing right, yeah, Penelope's more- could be. Penelope's could be self-defense. Uh, Hallie's is not. She <laughs> rips him to pieces, and we even see in the flashbacks that he's sitting there chilling. But anyway, but you know, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, I wouldn't consider this plot preposterous, though. That's that's something that I'm reading a, a quote, and it's like preposterous plot. Yeah, it's like, it's what? like what? No, uh, it's literally just a vengeful spirit doing vengeful spirit stuff. If that is meant to be taken, it's almost too uh, realistic as a, as a reality of the <laughs> yeah, film. Exactly. Um, uh, I, you know, and then in all the, all the, all the stuff that we talked about, like I, 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 uh, it just feels, it's such a smart movie and like, and yeah, like as a, as a kid, like I said, like when I watched it, it felt like, oh wow, that's it, you know? And then like, that's me having blinders on to the reality of the world and how hard things really are, you know? Uh, and so that's, it, I also think that it probably has a lot to do with that and a lot to do with like people just like Ig, ig, ignoring the the real monsters that uh, that exist. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Thanks yes. for having me. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank can- you for having a frank discussion about women's yeah. issues. Very good job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, where can people find you online? Or- On the internet and yeah. stuff. Twitter, Jasmine Pierce. It's all just my name. Awesome. And uh, anything else you'd like to plug? Um, yeah, you know, watch the Tonight Show. That's that's yeah. That's what I'd be doing. It's on. <laughs> it's on a lot. It's on <laughs> most nights. It's on most nights. <laughs> um, uh, you can follow us at Black Men Podcast. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. Uh, you can follow me personally at John Braylock, J O N B R A Y L O C K. 
Twitter, Instagram, James. You can follow me at James Third Comedy, James Third Comedy dot com. Third is three RD. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gerard Mulligan. I have actually deactivated my Instagram officially. Wow. No, he hasn't. That's not true. Don't worry. That's you can, all you literally Twitter. have to do is click activate and then it comes right back. <laughs> is it real? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I thought I did a big deal, no, man. It's, no. not a, it's not a big deal at all. Uh, <laughs> that, they, they, keep, they keep all of it and the, the the moment you decide to come back, everything is right back working again. All my, like all the photos and everything is still yep. there. Everything's there. Comments. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, you have to go back, <laughs> reactivate, really delete. If they know. You're trying they know to what it something. is. <laughs> they know. They know what it is. Oh shit! Um, I didn't know that. And uh, you can also rate and review <laughs> us on iTunes. Uh, please give us five stars. If you give us a five star review, we'll read your review uh, on the air. We'll wait for for some of the Forever Dog reviews. Oh yeah, Forever Dog them, reviews. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, get the Forever uh, Dog reviews out there. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> next week, next week uh, we will be. Re- Reviewing the film, and this is James the Third's fault. A haunted house. Um, it's Marlon. I'm very Wayne. proud of this. Uh, I know you are, Marlon Wayne's. Uh, I'm very yeah, proud of this. Jasmine's giving a face, and she should be. Uh, it's a parody film. It's like he tried to reboot scary movie, <laughs> just named it a haunted house. So, uh, so that's what we're reviewing. <laughs> we have an awesome uh, special I wish I guest. I was there so. for that episode. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you would want to be. Yeah. I'm very nervous for for, for that. Jasmine, recording. did you see it? Have no, you, I haven't seen. See I didn't know yeah. about it. That's why I was oh, making okay. a face. I was learning as yeah. John. Was you speaking. made a face and you didn't even see it. Uh, okay, see, here you go. Here's James. <laughs> All right, All right y'all. Until All right. then, but we'll see you next week. Please, I won't. But <laughs> forever dog. This has been a forever dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.